radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. It's one fucking time I take you home, okay? Uh-huh. I'm not your fucking dad-dad. Uh-huh. It's not like you helped me back there with that nut job or anything, you know? Uh-huh. The rye heights, you're right there to grab his balls. You could twist them. Why do you need a car? What the fuck are you talking about? This car. Which turn is it? Sage Terrace. Where's your sleigh? It's in the shop, getting repaired. Where are the reindeer? I stabled them. Is it left or right? That way. Where's the stable? Next to the shop. How do they sleep? Who are the reindeer standing up. But the noise, how do they sleep? What noise? From the shop. They only work during the day, all right? I thought it was always night in the North Pole. Well, not now. Right now, it's always day. Then how do they sleep? Oh, shit, Sage Terrace. What is it with you, anyway? Somebody drop you on your fucking head? On my head? Well, yeah, what, are they going to drop you on somebody else's head? How can they drop me onto my own head? No, not onto your... Uh, what? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Christmas night, another fight Tears we cried, a flood Got all kinds of poison in Of poison in my blood I took my feet For Monday, December 23rd, 2019 uh, This is the uh, Laced Up Hockey Podcast And I am James Cole And I'm Brutes Pataglia From the north side Nice How's it going? Um, got a cough. Been a little coffee lately. I've, uh, wheezy, uh, hacky under the weather. It's a lot to dissect there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I mean, like, it's just a cough then? That's that's it or what? Like, Seems like it. I hope no, I don't have, like, pneumonia or something. No mucus yet? Uh, none that I've noticed. Okay. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. I really wish uh, you would have maybe suggested doing this one over the phone this week, uh, sitting closer to you than I normally do on a standard week, uh, because we're not in our usual studio, and by in my usual studio, I mean my bedroom. Well, I mean, the good news is, is that, you know, it's not a cold that I can tell, so mm. I, I shouldn't be contagious. Well, well is it though? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine so. Yeah. So, I mean, you've you've had this for how long? Uh, I, I noticed it yesterday. Some sort of a plague? Yeah, yesterday. Okay. And uh, here we are. I noticed it. I noticed it. <laughs> it first occurred to me at 2 in the afternoon yesterday morning. Could have been there for days. Who knows? Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Cool. Um, you know, Christmas season and all. Mm. It's, been, it's been busy. Uh, I still have shopping to do. And I will have no time to do it, so it's going to be a photo finish. Right there with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm hitting the hitting the stores tomorrow. I got a few last minute things to grab, and uh, hopefully I, I find them because uh, I I don't really have a game plan. No, no. I yeah. I mean yeah. What, what are you going to do? I mean, <clears throat> I have a little time before work tomorrow, um, but I also have uh, I also have another um, commitment. Uh, that I've made over the next few days. Uh, we are recording live from Mike Wern's house in 
uh, Vickers Heights. Is that what this area is called? I have no idea. I believe it's Vickers Heights. Some sort of government property that they do experiments on. Um, I am watching their dog Tank. Good boy. The, the sweet German Shepherd boy. Who, who has been quite needy tonight, but that that's okay. So you may hear him a little bit through the course of the podcast because he uh, uh, is a little little uneasy without the family here. He sounds like a guy coughing uh, every once in a while. Just right. just a heads up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm doing. So I, I you know, I'm I, I'm gonna spend time with my sweet sweet boy here. I don't get to see him all the time. Um, Tank, I mean, not James. So I, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be busy tomorrow, and then I gotta work. And then Tuesday I got to work, and it's Christmas. So, there that it is. is. That it is indeed. There it is. There's that it is indeed. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, we'll see what happens. I might just not get anybody anything. Oh, okay. No, I don't that's, care. That's, you gotta, you know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess you don't have a long list, per I mean, se. Nobody but... needs to get me anything, so yeah. why am I getting anybody else anything? Okay. You know? All right. That's fair. Yeah. Um... What, what what are your Christmas days like? What what do you do on on the holiday? What's, um, what's your it it varies oh, every okay. year. Um, this year there's nothing on Christmas Eve, and I have two functions to go to Christmas Day, which I think I would rather because uh, I have Christmas Eve to myself. Hmm. And uh, Mike Wern was all worried when he asked me to watch the dog that he was taking me away from all of my Christmas duties. Yeah, yeah. And what I normally do Christmas Eve is I work all day, and then uh, some years I'm I'm drinking a little bit after work or sometimes during work. Ooh. And um, yeah, I mean not at the job I'm working at uh, this week, but I used to have a job where you know that was uh, a more common thing. And so um, yeah, I would go home. Sometimes I would have someone drive me home, and uh, maybe I would keep drinking. And maybe I would, uh, maybe I would not. But either way, there's no family stuff for me on Christmas Eve. There hasn't been in uh, probably at least ten years. So Christmas Eve isn't really a thing for me. Christmas Day is the day. And, uh, yeah, just going to a lunch, going to a dinner. Right on. Yeah. So. Nice and simple. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We used to do, because I'm, um, I mean, uh, I'm sure that a lot of people have figured out that my biological name is not Brutes Battaglia. But I am Italian. And I do have an Italian family, and we used to do like 75 people at Christmas dinner, and it was the best, but I was too young to really enjoy it, and now that I'm old enough to drink, I kind of wish we did that, because it would be kind of fun. But, alas, it will be uh, my mother and my grandparents for dinner. Which ah, will be my nice. grandparents. My grandparents. Yes. So, well, that's... yeah, I, what, what are you doing? Because my mom asked me, like, what your plans are for Christmas, and I said, you know what, I... Don't think I know what he does for Christmas. I'll uh, I'll be honest. Like like yourself, it, it does vary as well. Um, I think I've seen you on Christmas Day before. Just last year. Really? Yeah. Okay. I swung by and dropped some things off. But nice. uh, but no, yeah, it, it really does vary. Um, my uh, my stepbrother's got a kid now, um, where he's got to share custody, and you know it, it kind of varies around. You know when the kids coming by, and sometimes we got to wake up real early and get the get the day started and get the presents open because she's going to be at the house. And other days she's not there till the afternoon, so we get to Lila? sleep in. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, I got Top Lila 10 Oasis song. For got sure. Lila her first pair of skates. So d- doing my part as a as a laced up uh, podcaster. How old is she? She uh, just turned three on Thursday. Oh really? Fuck that so, old already? Eh? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. 
So yeah, I don't know why um, I thought she was still like eight months old or something. Well, I'm like, yeah, I don't know yeah. that she's going to need those quite yet, no. Jimbo. Yeah, no, uh, three. And uh, so I, I still don't know what time she's coming to the house. Mm. Um, so you if, don't know what your if, day looks uh, like. Not really. I've got some. I've got some invites. Um, sometimes I'll go to the girlfriend's aunt's place for uh, a brunch that they do, which is very lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then usually dinner at. Uh, at uh, the aunt's house. Okay. But, you know. Yeah. Now, this episode comes out on December 23rd, so I do have to ask you, because it is the day, uh, A, are you celebrating Festivus? Oh, you get it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay. I, I, okay. I realized midway through the question I'd rather you answer it in parts. Um, I, I, got, I got a Festivus card and a gift for someone. So I guess you could say I, I'm, I'm giving the gift of Festivus. Hmm. Yeah. And B, are you going to the Ishkanaker Shaker? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be down. I don't. I I'd don't, go. I don't really see why I would. Oldest, when is that? Oldest people there by about eight years. Um, when is it's tonight? Yeah, I'm not going to make it. Mm. Not going to lie to you. Mm. I don't even know if they're doing it this year. I'm going to Google Ishkanaker Shaker uh, to see if they're doing it this year. I've I've never been, but my understanding is that it is the uh, it is the Thunder Bay equivalent of. Uh, the Nutcracker Ball from the night before. Uh, it is this elusive holiday party that I think everybody wanted to go to. I don't know if it's still good. It used I, to be I good, I was going to say, I've never really heard of it. I, it. It used to be a big thing. Do you, do you need like a secret invite like in the night before? I hope so. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if Thunder Bay is that well equipped for that kind of thing. Like, There's only so many places to go, right? So, Looking at the Ishkanaker Shaker, I can't see any evidence that it's happened since 2015. So... All right. Well, this is uh, yeah. old dated, news. Dated yeah. reference there. I remember they used to do the Shamrocker though every year, oh, St. Patrick's baby. weekend. Uh, that was at the Coliseum, which we've mentioned before on the podcast. Is uh, the best place to go when there's something going on. Don't go there if there's nothing going on. No one will be there. But uh, they used to do it. It used to be this big thing, and I, I had a great time. It was probably my most fun night out in Thunder Bay. Top three, anyway. And they don't do it anymore. And it's a shame, because I would love to do something on St. Patrick's Day. This coming year will be the first year I should be in town for St. Patrick's Day in a long while. Uh, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, whatever you do, um, I, I'll, 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 get the I'll be down. You'll, so, get, the, you'll yeah. get the invite. I think uh, one, of the, the, one of the better St. Patrick's Day I had in town, too, before was went to the... Um, you were with me. We went to the Outpost, because... St. Patrick's Day fell on a Tuesday. Yeah, you're remembering now. And I didn't have anything green to wear, so I wore my Jamie Ben jersey. Yeah. I uh, got real drunk, had a great time. I bought uh, I bought two beers right away cuz the mm-hmm. lamps were insane, mm-hmm. and then I had uh, some people immediately hand me their beers cuz they didn't like it. So I found myself with four beers within like 10 minutes of getting into the place mm-hmm. and uh, all in a tankard oh, which is oh about yeah. a, which is about 11 beers oh yeah mm-hmm. i was good and, and and fucked up that night for yeah? sure so that's nice yeah that was pre 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 current girlfriend i think too eh? yeah so it was single jimmy out on the town i uh, know oh. oh oh boy i might be getting my st patrick's day mixed up now i don't know I believe it was single Jimmy out on the okay. town. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. fire it up. Yeah, um, I'd love my let's girlfriend. Let's fire it up. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> what could have been? Yeah. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> the hell does um, that mean? 
So what, what, what's your favorite part of Christmas? Do you have a, a, a favorite thing? <sighs> Woof, this is... This is... <laughs> This is some banter this week. Um, Keep it down, Tank. What is my favorite part of Christmas? What we should have done was the top ten things about Christmas. No. No? no? Can't run up ten. What's my favorite part of Christmas? The drinking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm on about uh, day six in a row here, so. Fair. I mean, I haven't got fucked up all those times. You also celebrated a birthday recently. Yeah, I got so real that, fucked that up. That contributes. I, I so. tried... With every fiber of my being, not to get as drunk as I did, and it just it just happened. Got away from you. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it happens. When people keep buying you drinks. True. It, it just gets away from you. Yeah. You're to blame, but that's fine. I contributed. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I had a great. You know what was crazy? Was that's the drunkest I've gotten in years, and um, felt fine at work the next day. Mm. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to how I'm going to feel the next day. I ate like shit. I drank like a monster. And I woke up that next day, had a headache, was fine at work. Yeah. But I've had other Saturdays where I thought I was going to die, and I had right. like seven beers the night before. And it's, I, I don't, there's no rhyme or reason no, to it. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Um, I don't get hit as hard as you do, for whatever reason. But yeah, yeah, that was a fine morning. It's hit and miss. You never know what's coming. Yeah. So, so. Um, what's my favorite part about Christmas? The drinking is up there. Although I do, I do like, I do like seeing people that I don't see often. Some friends come to town. Um, I had a friend come to town this week who will be appearing on this episode of the podcast. We'll get to that shortly. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Jordi Armiento, former guest of the podcast, is in town. Colin Jackie, former guest of the podcast, will be in town in a few days. Um, uh, seeing people I don't normally see is up there. Even though I am busy, I don't get to see them as much as I would like to see them. It is nice. Um... I, I gotta tell you, I, I I I don't hate Christmas music, and I'm gonna tell you why. Is because it's something different for a month than the other eleven months of the year, where it's the same nonsense. So I don't I don't mind that. It's something different. Yeah, it's something different. The same fifteen songs is different. Yeah, but there's like a hundred versions of these songs, oh, right? Boy. So I, like I haven't even heard two uh, percent of the Christmas music that's out there because everyone's got a few versions of a Christmas song. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's fine. I guess. Yeah. Just to each their own. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? I, I agree. I like the alcoholism. The, I like. No, I was gonna say I like the I like the people coming home for the visit and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I like I like the days off. How's that? I, I like okay. having a couple days off mm-hmm. in a row and TFTI. Just little little relaxation. You know, I don't have that's to good. worry about anything. I'm not running around. I can just do my own thing. So. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know who's not doing his own thing hmm. is uh, Elias Anderson. Oh, okay. He uh, he asked for a trade. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Uh, to move on from the New York uh, Rangers, uh, number seven uh, overall pick in the uh, 2017 draft. Yeah. So this this is a guy that's still pretty young, still might have some upside here, and uh, doesn't seem to think he's getting a fair shake in Broadway, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I kind of forgot that this... Like, I remember him getting drafted. I remember him, you know, his, the hype and everything like that. But yeah. I, I didn't... I, I thought he was still playing in Sweden. Like, you know, he's, he's, he hasn't made that much of an impact. That's fair enough. Um, so, like, is, is, is this... Do you, do you see this as a... Maybe a, a chance at kickstarting the career? You know, a fresh start, fresh fresh scenery, yeah. new home. Um, th- there's something still in the tank here for, for Anderson? Uh, big time uh, to me. I mean, 
he's a guy who, you know, there's always been a discussion what exactly is his ceiling, like what exactly is his potential. And, you know, I, I do kind of wonder about that. I've always, you know, I've, I've heard the scouting reports and I understand people are concerned that he might not be a an elite player by the end of it. But I don't think he's had the opportunity to succeed. I mean, the guy has played 66 games in the National Hockey League. And uh, his average ice time in his career is 10 and a half minutes. His defensive zone starts is, are significantly higher than his offensive zone starts. You know, when you're playing uh, a lot of your time with Michael Haley, what the fuck do you expect him to do out there? You know, one of his most common line mates over the last year and a half is a guy who is a defenseman that plays forward now in Brendan Smith. The guy's had no opportunity to succeed almost under any coach at all at the NHL level. And he absolutely deserves a fresh start. Whether or not he's going to do anything with it, I don't know. But to sit here and argue that we already know what Lias Anderson is, I think I think that's I think that's naive. And I, I'd like to see him somewhere else and get another opportunity. The guy's 21. Yeah. He just turned 21. Um, obviously a high pick. He's obviously got some speed. He's got some skill. So... I'd like to see what he can do with with more opportunity in another with another team, at least with a different coach who's maybe going to give him, even if it's not as many minutes or it's the same amount of minutes. I mean, I'd like to see what he can do with more of a opportunity. Yeah, I, and and that's fair. And and to build off that a little bit is 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 this a situation where like do you think the Rangers have given up on him or is this is this purely a, a coach and a player butting well, heads and not you know finding his way up the depth chart? Well, I would argue, you know, to give up on him, they would have had to believe in him in, in the first place. Because, like, even his first year, was, he played seven games and the coach was Vino. He played almost 12 minutes a night, but he only played seven games. He did okay in those games. And then last year under David Quinn, he was a fourth liner. And then this year, he was a fourth liner. And I don't remember a lot of instances where he was actually played in the top six at any point last year and um especially not this year so i i don't know if it's the coach giving up on him because i'm not really sure that either of the coaches he's had believe that much in him vino maybe a bit but i don't think david quinn's treated him all that fair and that seems to be a reputation that david quinn has already established with younger players is a lot of them don't seem to want to play for him because they don't feel that they can succeed with him, which was the knock on Vino. And these are the two coaches that you have for the New York Rangers during a rebuild, and I'm not really sure that that's exactly the right approach right now. Um, you know, when you got Capo Caco bouncing around the lineup every night, like how the hell is he supposed to how the hell is he supposed to learn when he's worried about fitting in with his line mates every night? I think it's the same thing for Anderson, but Anderson's got the brunt of it more than Caco has at this point. Um, maybe a positional thing here. I, I I'm just looking at the, yeah. the Rangers lineup, yeah. and I I, if, I can understand that if Anderson can't, you know, if if there's no spot for him on the wing, if he can't adapt his game to the to the, you know, uh, if he's strictly a centerman, so to speak, you're looking, you know, you're, you're stuck behind Zibanejad. You're not you're not passing him on the depth chart. Uh, then you got Strom and, and Cheadle down the middle. It's pretty it's pretty crowded in in uh, in New York, and uh, like. I, you know, Strom's having a great season there, uh, producing uh, nearly a point per game. And then he got, uh, you know, Hito there, and he came in last year as a 19-year-old, kind of 
prove he belongs, so to speak, found a way uh, to uh, to keep his job. And uh, it's crowded at the moment, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's probably for the best if if, if you know Anderson's looking to uh, get his career back on track, and you know, kind of maybe work towards the success that he was expected to have when the Rangers drafted him, and uh, and go from there. But um, I, I don't know how much blame is on him. I don't know how much blame is on the coach, uh, the organization as a whole, because you know you look at it. It's a it's a tough situation that that they're in. Like, you know, if if you if you if you're Quinn, are you gonna you know you're gonna bump him up in the lineup just for the sake of bumping him up because he was a high draft pick? You know, probably not. He's got to produce. And he at hasn't. this stage, no. And and but I think that what they're doing is they're judging him based on what they've seen. Before and, and the issue was that they didn't give him opportunity last year, and now that they don't have the opportunity to give him the opportunity. I, I agree with you that, you know, you can't play him over Zabinijad, you can't play him over Philip Heedel. And so you're already putting him down into a bottom six, like no more than 14-minute type role. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be difficult for him for sure because you can't play him above either of those guys and probably not Howden at this point. So, um, yeah, it's tough, but uh, I do think... You know that they've mismanaged it a little bit. There has been some chatter online about um, would the Oilers consider swapping Puljujarvi for Anderson, and that might be a good discussion at this point. But the the thing is, there you can't play Anderson in front of McDavid. You can't play Anderson in front of Nugent Hopkins, and there is going to come a time where you can't play him in front of Drysital. So where does he end up there again? He ends up at fourth line center, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, and is he the guy that you want as your fourth line center? I don't know. Right. Um, is there an obvious answer here? Like, you know, I think we can look towards maybe like a team like Ottawa or New Jersey that could use that kind of young up-and-comer type prospects that uh, could theoretically slot in right away. I mean, like... Uh, you got Hughes and Heischer, New Jersey, so it's, it's again, it's the same kind of argument. But uh, uh, Detroit comes to mind as well. Uh, Los Angeles is going to have to move on from the Andre Kopitar, uh, you know, experiment at some point. Uh, what better player to learn from? As I like that you just called that up. an experiment. Well, yeah. I'm I'm not quick with the words, I guess. Uh, <laughs> at uh, 12:43 a.m. I was say so. the experiment won two Stanley Cups. True. It was a successful experiment. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Anywhere that's going to be able to give them opportunity, you know, um, and, and it's going to be a lot of teams. I, I like the Los Angeles idea in the sense that, you know, it's still a, a spotlighted market, um, but it's a team that's going to be able to give you opportunity, and uh, it's a, a speed-oriented skill guy, uh, which is not something that L.A. has been super famous for in the past. Um, as of right now, they are giving Jeff Carter not a lot of minutes, and so technically speaking, their second line center is Blake Lizada, Lizadi, Lasagna, Lasagna, Liz, Um They're giving him minutes, so yeah, I mean it's a spot where I could realistically see Anderson slotting in. Do you think we see a, a move right after the roster freeze lifts here uh, after Christmas? Or are we going to have to wait this out to deadline or further, you think? Um, I, I think sooner rather than later. I mean, the big thing here, and I've said this before, is the longer they hold on to him, the, the less positive their impressions they're making to 
other teams and other players and other clients of this agent for the future. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't see what they stand to gain by hanging on to him. Um, he's at his lowest value point, and the value is not going to get higher probably ever again as a New York Ranger, uh, unless you manage to convince him to play again, which if I'm him, I don't see why you would want to, because you might play yourself out of a second opportunity. So I, I, I would sit out until you move me, and ideally they move him soon, because I think that's in the best interest for both sides, and if that's in the best interest for both sides, it's really in the Rangers' interest. Hmm. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that because uh, not a whole lot going on uh, as we enter the roster freeze, which uh, took effect on Friday. Um, something I think the NHL doesn't get a lot of credit for, and um, I'm not familiar with other sports like the NFL and, and baseball, um, but uh, or not baseball, sorry, the NBA. Um, but uh, you know, this little roster freeze allows these guys to you know make sure that they're not on the move during the holidays and you know they kind of know where they're going to be on christmas day and not to worry about any of that stuff so um we'll uh we'll definitely have to uh see what comes when it lifts because there's always there always seems every year i don't know if Mm -hmm. you've picked up on it but it's every year there seems to be something that gets done during the freeze and they just they gotta wait till it ends and i can tell you that the nfl does not do a similar thing uh, I don't remember specifically who it was, but Bill Belichick did cut someone on Christmas Day last year. Um, I don't know if there's a need for it in the other sports. I mean, basketball is not as much movement, but they also, like, it's worked into their CBA that they work during Christmas, so right. I don't know if it's a similar yeah. thing or not, because there if, are if, games if Christmas the, Day. If the players are going to play, or if the players are going to work, I guess the GM's got to work too, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, not a lot to talk about in terms of the NHL. Um, so we're going to turn our attention to uh, World the World Juniors. World Jays. My favorite time of year. Yep. Uh, we're not going to do uh, quite as in-depth of a preview as we did last year, but we will mention uh, some of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're going to take a look at this year's tournament, just uh, give you a heads up as to what you're looking for. James? This year's hosts, uh, the Czech Republic, um, mm. Ostrava and Trinic. Um, Should have gone back to Partabitsa. Ooh, yeah, mm. well. Mm. Um, uh, excited that the Czech Republic is hosting because I'm sure some of my distant family members will be going, as I'm also of Czechoslovakian descent. Ah, oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't... Uh, Still have family there, apparently. But. Why don't we uh, kind of get... This is this is a tough preview to uh, some of the teams still, still have not finalized their rosters. Um uh, I think they're due on Christmas Day, actually, because the tournament kicks off on Boxing Day. So, some teams, you know, still waiting it out. They got a couple days to play with here, and uh, uh, they're going to make the most of it. And injuries obviously play a factor, and you know, NHL players play a factor. And uh, uh, we saw a few NHLers come over. Uh, we'll talk about those players in a minute. But um, yeah, um, I was thinking maybe we'll start with the uh, the hosts, the, okay. Czech, the Czech Republic. Sure, does that work for you? It does. Okay. Uh, this is one of the teams that does not have a uh, set uh, lineup. Uh, they, they still have a few guys to cut here. Um, it uh, it doesn't it doesn't sound like a promising year for the hosts. Um, you know, I I, I I find the Czech Republic every year is very much a, a dark horse. Um, yeah, so they they have some high end prospects. Whether or not those guys are going to you know translate into. Um, anything worth noting I, I'm not really sure 
they do have a few returners. Hugo Haas being among them. Played major minutes last year. Uh, Jan Yenik is going to be a high-end prospect for this year's draft. Jan Mysak, same thing. Uh, Matej Pikash uh, plays for... I forget who he's a draft pick of. He's a draft pick of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, so, I mean, they, they do have some pieces, but... You're right. This isn't they're an young. overwhelming. Yeah, they're they're. It's a younger roster, and it's not really one that uh, I think anyone's particularly worried about. But the Czechs do have a, a a habit of every few few years having a team that's a little bit, you know, worrisome. And this team does have a little bit of potential to be a dark horse. Hmm. But I I'm not sure that I'm betting on them to do so. One guy that I'm excited to, to see because I think he could make or break the tournament and. Uh... Uh, I don't even know if he's going to be the guy for the Czechs because they have four on the roster. But goaltender uh, Lucas Perrick, uh, third-round pick of the Los Angeles Kings last year, uh, having a, a really good season in the WHL with Spokane this year. Um, he uh, seems to be the favorite uh, to to grab the starting job and, and kind of run with it. But they do have uh, Lucas Dostal, who is uh, you know the elderman on 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 the goaltending fronts and. Um, you know, uh, he was there on the team last year, and it wouldn't shock me if they went back to him. You know, as the guy with experience, so um, I have to see how that plays out because I, I think that the the goaltending is going to be pretty make or break for the Czechs if they want to have a, a shot at this this year. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm good on the Czechs. Okay, where do you want to go next? Where in the world would Brutes like to go? Well, you should maybe just stick with whatever pool they're in. Ah, just I, go uh, pool by pool. Uh, the pools here. Oh, there they are. Okay, uh, so Canada. I guess. Mm. Well, you want to keep Canada for last, maybe? Sure. Yeah, we'll keep Canada for last. Uh, so let's uh, let's go alphabetically. Uh, G- Germany. Ah, Germany. Ah, the, the Deutschland. Yeah. Um, Once everyone gets to the rink, yeah? Uh, it should be fun watching uh, Leon Dreisaitl dominate the tournament. Ah, oh, uh, no, uh, no, no Dreisaitl. A little too old for this year's tournament. Thank you for having us back to the oh, tournament, boy. yeah? <laughs> Is this wonderful to be in your country again? Yeah, the Germans haven't been in the Czech Republic since... Uh, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, Jesus hey, Christ, huh? that Ooh. took a turn. Yeah. You're making Tank uneasy here. But yeah, the Germans uh, stave off elimination and... Uh, relegation, I should say, and uh, we'll stay in this year's tournament. Um, not much that we can... I don't, I don't think we're expecting much here from the Germans. Um... I, again, this is just going to be a, a best case scenario of, you know, hopefully you can you can squeak in ahead of you know maybe you know Switzerland or Slovakia and get yourselves into the quarters. But at the end of the day, I think the Germans are just happy to you know avoid being relegated and and uh, coming back next year uh, to to Alberta and uh, and trying to you know build on that and just get their hockey program built because I, I honestly think the Germans are. Uh, progressing uh, quite nicely over the past few years, and I mean, it's, it starts with Leon Dreisaitl, and I know he's the big guy that everyone turns to and and wants to talk about. But they they've they've had some they've had some pretty interesting prospects that have come through the system in the last couple of years. And uh, Moritz Sider, I think uh, you know, obviously we're gonna have a f- at least you know Detroit fans got something to watch this year, so mm-hmm. um, he'll be a guy that we'll you know keep an eye on and. And at the very, at the very least, you know, hopefully they're fun, and and I think that's I think that's what you know some of the World Junior fans get on board with is they see these teams that you know, okay they're not going to compete realistically, but oh they win a game and you, you just see these kids light up and 
and uh, have the time of their lives for for a week and and you know just play some some passionate hockey and and leave it all out there and i think that you can't really ask for much more than that uh dominic bach is good the rest of the team uh, and, and Maurice cider is good i guess and the rest of the team who knows pretty much it yeah again another young team they're, they're going to rely on some 17 and 18 year olds to kind of fill up mm-hmm. this roster and but uh yeah like i said i'm, I'm excited I'm, I'm hoping for the best for them and we'll, we'll see what happens okay sure uh up next i guess that brings us uh to uh to russia mother mother russia yeah this, um, this is not a fun group no um well i mean in terms of them all being good teams not in terms of uh personalities or anything. It'll, it'll be entertaining hockey um. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Grandpa Simpson talking about sex in the background too. Um. Oh yeah. The the Russians. I'm not really sure that they're going to be overly remarkable this year. You got Vasily Podkolzin, who's obviously you know a ridiculous prospect. At least in my opinion, he should be. He looks to be awesome. Alexander Romanov's pretty damn good. No, but. Um, you know, this could be a, a Russian team that struggles to piece it all together because I'm not really sure how much they're going to be able to rely on just skill this year. Yeah, and uh, you know, one 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 advantage that I think they do have is you know a lot of these guys are uh, KHL and and uh, VHL, which is the Russian minor league system, and um, a lot of these guys play over in. Eastern Europe, so it's not going to be such a such a change in terms of you know like you know their seven o'clock game is going to be at five o'clock, whereas the Canyons are getting up and playing their games at noon. Um, maybe there's something there that that can kind of you know give them an edge in in that regard. But um, while we while we kind of dumped on the Germans and Czechs for being young, the Russians are pretty old. Uh, this is a, a group that's got a lot of returning guys on it, a lot of nineteen year olds, um, only one or two 18 year olds that that might make this roster at the end of the day because they, they too have to cut a few guys here and um so yeah we'll, we'll see it, it's going to be a, an older group and and maybe a, a more adjusted group for the tournament and uh you know in, in a group like this when you've got canada and the u.s and russia all, all in the same group uh you know russia might get lucky here you know maybe the canadians and the americans bang each other up and and kind of make maybe makes room for the russians and little luck can go a long way in a short tournament, so we'll for sure, keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, as alluded to, that leaves one group uh, other than Canada left to talk about here in uh, in Group B, and that would be uh, the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. Uh, these uh, these Americans, I don't know about you, um, I'm I'm a fan. Like I don't, I'm not going to cheer for them, but right, uh, <laughs> I think they got a real good team here. Uh, I think they got a real shot to win uh, uh, at the very least a medal. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the finals, uh, you know, battling for gold on January 5th. So, um, a lot of skill in this team. You got your Cole Caulfields, um, you know, you got your Nicholas Robertsons, your Alex Turcotts, um, and your Christian Zager, who I, I, I think has been a, a real force in the NCAA, but that's just myself. Um, the goaltender. Who? Christian uh, Kreiker. 19-year-old from the uh, NCAA. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, did, I don't did know. I said that right? Is it yeah, Kreiser? Well, you said, you said Zyger or oh, something I, at first, no. which I thought you were talking about Trevor Zegros, who, uh, yeah, that's that's Not that's how guy. you say no. that name. Yeah, no, the, the Americans look like they could be real good. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can piece it all together, but they do have a hell of a team. I will say that right off the bat. Um, because even like they're, they're likely going to play John Beecher in somewhat of a depth role, and, and, and you know he's, by all accounts, supposed to be a pretty built player at this stage. So um, that could be interesting to see. Um, yeah, they're, 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 definitely, they're definitely a good team. Um, goaltending a big question mark here for this this group? I wouldn't say so. I mean, you got Spencer Knight, who's probably, you know, the highest-touted goalie outside of the NHL right now. People are calling him the next Carey Price and everything. So, And I think Dustin Wolf's a, a great option as well. So I, I'm not overly concerned about their goaltending other than the fact that they are 18 years old. But um, the skill is obviously there. And if the team in front of them does what they're supposed to do, the goaltending shouldn't even really be the, the main factor of this team, um, despite it being, you know, good goaltending. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one group left in B then, that would be uh, our boys, our, ho- our home our home nation, our our true patriot love. Mother Canada. Of, uh, of Canada. Um, obviously, we might have a, a few more things to say about Canada than the other countries here, so... Uh, We'll we'll see where this takes us, but um, is is this a better Canada team than we saw last year? Um, yeah, it's it's really hard to say. I mean, I think a lot of where Canada's at now because a lot of their depth is just kind of the same, and they don't have as many, you know, complete, unbelievable players on the team uh, each year as maybe they did three four years ago. A lot of it's going to come down to coaching. One thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is their power play, which was not good last year and has not looked good in preliminary play. And I mean, it's looked okay, but you know, getting the puck to the net has actually been an issue for them, and that's kind of the, you know, the main point of the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I think their their defense looks decent. Um, as always, you know, their goaltending might be a bit of an issue, but I mean, we say that every year with Canada, and you know, who knows. Um, but there's definitely some skill up front. Like you're talking about Barrett Hayton, who's, you know, by all accounts, probably going to be one of the best players in this tournament. Um, one of the best players I've seen get released to Canada in a long time. He's been doing pretty well this year. So, uh, that, that'll be interesting. You know, you got a lot of other interesting names there. Dylan Cousins is going to be really good. Nolan Foote's going to be a fan favorite, I would think. Uh, and obviously you got Alexi Lafreniere, who expected to be the top pick in this year's uh, coming draft. So, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. One thing I could see is Bowen Byram being this year's Thomas Shabbat and playing a lot of minutes. And I'm kind of curious how he can carry that load. But, um, you know, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, Joey Valeno coming over from the AHL as well. So, uh, another guy that's been playing pro hockey all season against, mm-hmm. you know, grown men and um, you know, you, you talk a lot about the fact that Canada's got a lot of guys that come from the CHL, and and that's all well and dandy, and it's it's nice to watch guys like Connor McDavid and Alexis Lafreniere walk over these guys, but at the end of the day, they're just, you know, some 17, 16-year-old kids out there that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe will never go any further. So um, it's nice to have those guys that, you know, they've, they've played the big minutes, they've, they've, they've seen the big action and the tough competition, and um, you know, guys that I'm I'm sure that you know Dale Hunter is going to lean on in the tournament. <clears throat> uh, two 17 year olds on the team. Um, uh, famously, Canada doesn't take a lot of 17 year olds. I mean, we we saw Connor McDavid go, but he didn't play much. 
Um, you know, you think back, way back, you, you Crosby made it. And again, didn't play much when he was 17. Both dominant, dominant players. But uh, this year you got Quentin Byfield um, and Jamie Drysdale. Um, anything you want to talk about those guys? Uh, do, do you think they're going to have much of an impact? Or are they just kind of there to you know, depth pieces that are going to, you know, maybe chip in. Well, Byfield, I think, is going to get an opportunity. I'm a little bit curious to see if Drysdale's really going to get that much time because, you know, traditionally speaking, 18-year-old defensemen don't tend to see a lot of ice time in this tournament. And, um, you know, that's not going to be the case this year because they have one 18-year-old and that's by far their best defenseman. So, you know, Drysdale at 17, you know, you don't see a lot of 17-year-old defensemen play. Um you know, I, I can only think of a handful who might have been 17 at the time. Doughty, Bowmeister, maybe Ekblad. Um, you know, so I, it's going to be interesting to see, but uh, I definitely think Byfield is good enough to make an impact, and I think he's going to get an opportunity to play a major role. Canada has not won gold since uh, 2018. Um, do you uh, do you have a prediction here? Do you do you do you see them? As a medalist, do you do you see them as a? It's going to be hard to say in this pool. Like I really don't think by saying that they're not going to medal is is that big of an insult to their team this year because I think this is one year where they could walk away without a medal and it's fully understandable. Um, you know, I'm, I don't really think it's going to be an indictment on the players or the coaching or anything like that necessarily. But um, I am curious to see how they do. You know, typically there are those years where you come in and maybe there isn't as much hype around the team and they end up having that magic. Uh, you know, I think back to a few years ago, Tyler Steenbergen scoring the winner, and they and they beat um, they beat Sweden there in, in Buffalo. So you could see something similar, but I, I'm not really willing to commit one way or another on Canada at this point. Fair enough. Um, I like to look at them five on five, but I am pretty worried about their special teams. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, last year, they you know they did win the division and uh, or the group, I should say, and. And uh, you know, bounced out in the quarters. So it, it, it you're, you're right. It, it is tough to make predictions on these these types of tournaments. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, like I said, like we're big fans. So you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll be watching as many Canada games as, as we can and and uh, see how far that it takes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's flip over to the other the other group now. We'll stick uh, with our alphabetical uh, process. We're going to go to the defending gold medal champions, the uh, the pesky Finns. Who, uh, you know, after after last year's gold, uh, are only sitting uh, a couple medals behind Sweden now for third most in this tournament all time. Um, always a reliable group to uh, to come up, be competitive, give you a hard time. Um, never seem to take a shift off. Um, a lot of uh, top prospects in in years recent and uh, some NHL success uh, translating. Um, how do you feel about the Finns? Anybody sticking out here? Mm, good. Good, I would say. I mean, Vili Heinola is a hell of a get. Um, he was playing well for the Jets, and they just decided it was probably better off to send him down rather than to overload him. Um, you know, I, I, I think Atu Ratti, even at 17 years old, is kind of a, a big get for them and, and likely is going to make an impact there. So... Um, you know, the Finns are always a team, regardless of the name value or not, they're, they're always a team to fear, always a team to watch. And I think that that remains the same this year. Yeah. They're, um, they're, they're 
short on maybe what you'd call star status. Um, uh, no one, you know, no no Patrick Lines this year. No uh, no Alex Barkovs. But uh, you, like I said, you can kind of always depend on this team to show up and and give whoever they're playing a tough time. And we saw it last year. Um, you know, they go in and, and they uh, they finish. Uh, uh, second in their group, and 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 they and they ran with it. You know, they didn't they didn't have a perfect tournament, and uh, they found a way to win. Um, I'll say this much: um, they got some good options in net. Um, they're you know it looks like their third stringer is going to be uh, Kari Piranen, who's been playing in the OHL with the Windsor Spitfires. And you know if if that's your third option as a goaltender, he's he's doing doing just fine. Um, I doubt he'll see any time, but you know it just goes to show the depth that they have in net. They always seem to, you know, it's the thing with the Finns. They always seem to have good goaltending in this tournament. Okay, well, I think that I think that brings us to uh, to the most interesting team in the tournament, the group from Kazakhstan. Oh, the the Kazakhstanian team. Yeah. Um, don't know anything about these guys. Never heard of a single player on this list. A lot of potassium. Um, a lot of potassium. Hey, they, they, well, they got one guy that played in the U. Uh, it's playing in the USHL this season. Mm. Um, so Tamirlan guy Tamirov. Yeah, half American by the looks of things. Interesting. Um, you got any good Borat jokes or? Uh, yeah, a lot of potassium. That's uh, that's all that's, I really got. That's all you got. Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay. Um, Relegation? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, sorry, Kazakhstan. Someone's, someone's got to go. Probably. Yeah. Ah, well. You know, ho- hopefully they have fun. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. On to Slovakia, I guess. Yep. The, uh, the at one time co hosts, if this was pre 1991, um, Slovaks. Uh, I don't know. They've they've they haven't they haven't been great lately. Um, last year's tournament, you know, saw them finish fourth. They always seem to be that team that that gets in fourth in the group, and then they're immediately out in the quarterfinals. And um, they're they're here every year. You you can count on them. Um, I don't think they're ever really in you know what's you know what you consider like relegation trouble. Um, but I guess they're. At least, if anything, consistent year in and year out, and uh, um, I don't think we can expect too much more from them. I mean, we're looking at five straight years of them uh, finishing fourth in their group. You know, you know, one win this year, two wins the next year, kind of thing. Never, never more, never less. And uh, uh, just going through their roster, nobody that's you know anything you'd call a, a game changer, you know, a standout. Um, super high pick Samuel Halavaj uh, Halavaj Halava Halava. I just prefer to listen to you uh, try to do it. Samuel Halava um, in the in the QM, QMJHL playing for Sherbrooke. He's having a great season. Like let's let's not kid ourselves. He's got a nine twenty five and twenty two games played down there for them. Goaltending's everything in this tournament. If he gets hot and goes in a run, who knows. Maybe uh, maybe they got something there and that they can run with, but there's there's just nothing really to get too excited about for this roster. I mean, Fasco Rudas is he's fine, you know. He's he's 
you know, maybe what you'd call uh, uh, the the top threat on the offensive side of things. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you, but Slovakia never seems to get me excited. You know, like, no. if, even there's some, like I said, like the Germanys, the Denmarks, there's some teams that are bad that you know are going to be bad, but you can still kind of get excited about them. Slovakia just seems to be here every year, and it's the same result. Their hockey program's taken a dip, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't really have much to offer on that team either, to be to be quite honest with you. Fair enough. You, you got any Slovakian in you? Well, were you were you Czech or Slo? Do you remember, you remember where the the divide was when they when the country broke up? Um, I believe we're Slovakian. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. That's yeah. cool. You got something there, I guess. You can, yeah, you know, I, I'd have to check. <laughs> You'd have to check. Uh, I'm Brutes Bataglia, Slovakian heritage. Ba- Balas or Balash. Oh, be, you know, oh you're, doing, you're doing better than I thought. Yeah. So, well, good for you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweden. Yep. Sweden. Yep. Uh, it's a good blue line. It's a real good blue real, line. Real good blue line. Um... Couple AHL players, uh, the Leafs Rasmus Sandin coming over, getting the A as well. I didn't know. I didn't know they had their captains out yet, but um, yeah, it's a really good top four. Yeah, like really good. Well, it's really good top six probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sweden's gonna Sweden makes me nervous for sure. Um, you got Nils Hoglanders and a great prospect. Lucas Raymond is a great prospect. Uh, David Gustafsson, who's been playing with the Winnipeg Jets, is getting released. Um, as we mentioned, Rasmus Sandin, who played a decent amount with the Leafs this year. Tobias Bjornfoot, who didn't play with the Kings, but um, probably could have. So, yeah, you're talking about... Oh, he did play three games with the Kings. So, you know, you're, you're talking about a, a team with a lot of skill, that a lot of players that are three guys arguably NHL-ready. NHL yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's... it's uh, this is a this is the team to watch to me this year. Um, they do concern me. Um, another thing that concerns me on on the other side of it though is the fact that they can't seem to win a game uh, beyond the um, round robin in the last however many years. So uh, that is something that they're going to want to try to tackle sooner rather than later before that becomes more of a thing. Yeah, their um, round robin records up to like what is like thirty five games that are lost in the round robin. Or I, I want to say it's closer to fifty. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Um, silver in twenty eighteen, bronze in twenty seventeen. But yeah, you're right. Bounced in the quarters last year, like Canada. Um, obviously, that's this is this is a program. This is a country that expects more. That you know they go into this. They they think they're a top threat. I think they're a top threat. You seem to think the same. Um, Anything on the goaltending? Because I'm 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 looking at this this trio and I don't I don't recognize anybody here. Uh, you got a, an 18 year old in, in Hugo Anelfelt who is playing in the uh, SHL, uh, but he's behind a pair of 19 year olds who are you know arguably in worse leagues. So you know I, I don't I haven't heard anything about who's getting the, the nod here in, in terms of, of the starting position, but I, I don't know if you've you've got a idea there um, or a familiarity with any of those guys yeah, Eric Portillo is a uh, third round pick of the buff of the Buffalo Sabres currently playing in the USHL as far as I know he's having a decent season you're also a former 
third round pick in Jesper Eliasson of the Detroit Red Wings, but um, you know Portillo's six foot six, so that might be an interesting thing to watch in net. Um, but yeah, again, it is one of those teams. Um, the World Juniors very much been a tournament that as long as your team is good enough in front of you, you can find a way to win. And a lot of these teams that rely heavily on goaltending seem to find a way to lose in the end. So, um, you know, the, the better teams seem to prevail in this tournament more times than not. And ideally, if the Swedes can be as good as they should be in front of whoever's in net, um, then they got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Uh, when they were uh, give, given Sandine for the tournament, uh, they were my uh, gold pick. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go with that and, and say they're my, they're my pick for gold, and I'm sure that'll bite me in the ass in a week or two. Yeah. Um, in any case, we're going to move on. We've got one team left here. Um, a fun team. Uh, a, a, a team that I think we all... Like uh, a, a Canada team <laughs> who uh, dominates us again, and we try to uh, hold against. What did you learn about them in the pre-tournament game you played? <laughs> learn uh, that we are far away from them still. They're uh, faster, they're bigger, they're stronger, they can shoot better, they can pass better, they can do everything better. So is this what you'll tell your team? Like, what do you say to your team? Exactly that. <laughs> and and we and uh, to try to fight against. Well, we, what what I want to say? You know, they have like, uh, I don't know, how many uh, other first rounders they have? How many? Seven. Huh? Seven. And the rest in the second round? Yeah. Huh? And one in the fourth round to play like uh, the most NHL game so far? So what do I want to tell against? We just battle, battle, and try to battle. We have one in the fourth round, too. One. And the rest is not drafted. Is it good, though, that you can kind of be the underdog and no pressure? Well, pressure, I don't know that word, pressure. We don't have pressure at all. Yeah, so um, great coach. Real good coach on this team. Man, um, I, I hate to be the guy. Mm. No no Christian will win on the, roster, on the uh, staff. Well, this team's fucked. Yeah, this, it's this not team's great. fucking screwed. Um, I, didn't, I didn't realize he was the assistant fucked. coach last year. I, th- I thought he was the head coach last year, but yeah, uh, they're they're yeah, fucked. That's why they're in relegation. They're fucked. I'm kidding. Um, Thierry Patalini takes over as the uh, head coach in Switzerland. I can only assume he will not have um, any notable sound bites to uh, to give us. Could be um, interesting. There's a few guys. I mean, uh, Valentin Nussbaumer's a, a guy. David Abisher, not the same David Abisher's a guy. Uh, Yanis Jerome Moser's a guy. He played there last year. So, I, I don't know. The, the Swiss always have a way of surprising us. They're always a very well-coached, well-structured team. I don't imagine that that's going to change this year. But I don't imagine that they're going to be anything that um, any team needs to be overly afraid of. Did you mention, sorry, uh, Nico Gross in your in your list of guys there? I, I didn't min- miss, I missed your first one that you listed. Uh, I did not, but Nico Gross is a guy. Nico Gross, yeah, he, he's he's having a he's gross. He's having a season in the he's OHL. He's gross, you might even say for a defenseman. He's already matched his total from last year in, in terms of points. Um, captained uh, the uh, under twenty squad in international play last year, not the tournament. But uh, definitely a leader on this blue line, and uh, we'll, uh, I, I, he's he's a guy that I'm, I'm I'll, I'll say I'm excited about because you know I you know I've been hearing good things about him, and um, given that the Swiss don't really seem to have 
you know, like they don't have their Siegenthaler, you know, they've they've kind of in this transition period where they don't have a, an elite guy on the back end. Uh, I, I think he could be. We'll have to see. This is his last year. He's going to want to go out with a bang. Six one one ninety, well sized. You know, he's he's a big boy back there. The Rangers picked him up in the fourth round uh, in twenty eighteen. So we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, if, if he's if he's an impact. But you're right. Like this is this is a, st- a sturdy team, a disciplined team, I would imagine. And uh, you don't want to sleep on the Swiss. I think is is what we've all come to learn. In the past couple of years, because uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Other than last year, when they uh, somehow had to face relegation, um, they've been pretty steady. Like you know, they steadily you know making their way, kind of like Slovakia, but more fun. Uh, there's more reason to get excited for for whatever reason. They, the, the way they play the game, their their style, their high pace, their um, you know offense first kind of a, a attack, and um, they've had their their run-ins with Canada, of course, in, 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 in recent seasons and given us a few uh, scares. So um, you, you've kind of learned to, to, you know, definitely show up ready to play when you're when you're taking on the Swiss. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that's the 10 teams for the tournament this year. And uh, um, You got a winner prediction? Like I said, I, I'm sticking with Sweden. Sweden's, okay. Sweden's my gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the U.S. and I like Canada. I don't, I think if I had to pick three to you know medal, I think those are my three. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna be blasphemous. I'm gonna pick the U.S. this year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I yeah. said, like they 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 do kind of scare me. Like they got a yeah. lot of good. They're talent. the only team in the tournament. I think I could name every player on their roster. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay. I'll remember that for they're... the roster game in uh, sure. twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. This week's episode of Laced Up a Hockey Podcast is sponsored is. by Airedale Fly-In Fishing and Hunting. Uh, I am located in the home of the owners. The Balmy um, Kitchen. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the Balmy Kitchen here on, uh, well, I probably shouldn't say Wood Street. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, Airedale has provided a unique wilderness experience since 1945. They have 18 remote outpost camps that help keep the lake pristine and the fishing extraordinary. Um Tank is a veteran of Airedale, and he, he knows I'm talking about it right now. He's having flashbacks of all the, the wilderness and probably fish he caught. I was gonna say, I would imagine he's caught a few. Yeah, I, I like you'd have to assume at this point. This guy, this guy, I'm surprised he isn't frying up a steak or something right now. On the hey, I, I broke my rod. Um, do you guys have any other rods? Nah, just take Tank out with you on the boat, he'll catch you a couple yeah. trout. You look into that dog's eyes, there's a lot of wisdom, i got to tell you. Um, you're right, Tank. Hi. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, James, can you name the types of fish? That yet? Tank Have you gotten there yet? Uh, <laughs> well, sure. Uh, you got your lake trout. Yep. You got your uh, pike. Yep. You got your walleye. Right. Um, you got your... Uh, uh, oh, that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, um... Obviously, they're closed. It's December twenty third. No, no fly-in fishing resort is open right now. No ice fishing. Not a fly-in one. Uh. No, I <laughs> don't really recommend that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen right there. Oh um, boy, yeah. But they will open again eventually. <laughs> you know, 
it, it's a great wilderness experience. It's a great opportunity to to experience like northwestern Ontario like never before. It's a good opportunity for families get a good uh, outing, get a good uh, fishing wilderness experience. That's 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 controlled by people that know a lot about the area, and I think that that's kind of a a useful tool in the in the whole in the whole thing. It's also a good opportunity for bachelor parties. Um, you know, any sort of going away type parties, you know, it's a, it's a great place to organize a trip with your friends to experience the Ontario wilderness like never before. Visit www.outpostcamps.com for more information and begin planning your trip to Airedale today. Nice. Uh, Anything to add, Tink? Well, he's our guest, but we got to get to our other guests because we've had a lot of other guests this week. This is a jam-packed week of guests. You got your Tank. You got your your Matthew Fraser, who's going to join us briefly on that interview. (laughs) And uh, uh, we got Rod Alvazurez making his return to the podcast uh, after over a year away. We got to talk to Despite Rod about a lot of pool. things. Yeah, we got to talk to a lot of things to talk to Rod about. It includes the tattoo that he got. Uh, it includes the Raptors championship, everything that led up to the championship, and the aftermath of the championship, and where they're at now. I'm where, surprised he remembers what, anything after the championship. It's uh, a blurry I'm sure it was him. a straight blackout for four yeah. months until early October. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, the summer of Rod. Yeah, the summer of Rod. So uh, the summer of Rod, the summer of Matt Fraze, the summer of Tank, and uh, I guess we'll talk about all those things, other than Tank. I guess on this interview. So uh, here we go. So Rod, I might uh, I might have to cut you off at some point too if you're talking, because sometimes Garage Band likes to cut cut the podcast off for a second or two. Or, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, give, give me that. <laughs> at least, like, at least I'll say with this, like the old program we used to use. Yeah. It literally like. We would record an hour and a half episode, yeah, and then I would save it. Not yeah. even like do anything else. I yeah. would save it, and then uh, I'd go to export the file, and it was yeah. an hour and ten minutes long. Yeah, and there would be like literally forty minutes where it was just like it would cut out like oh, whole, man. multiple second blocks really? like, every few seconds. It was fucked, man. That's and brutal. I use it to edit because uh, it's a it's great software, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently it doesn't seem to know how to like actually record. Which one? Which which one we is used it? Used to use Audacity. Yeah, Audacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. used to edit because it's amazing, but I record with uh, GarageBand. This yeah. is a full plug for uh, Apple products here. Uh, future sponsor of the podcast. So, so, so that is all on Audacity, but. <clears throat> you do. Oh you know, no! So, that, well, yeah. okay. Well, full <clears throat> full endorsement to yeah. the good people at Audacity. <laughs> Could you imagine it? Like, is, do you think there's anyone who still works for their support line or anything like that? Audacity like forums. Yeah, there's like two guys, like a day guy and a night guy. <laughs> yeah, so there's it's like your classic uh, world yeah. World of Warcraft guy from South Park. There. Yeah, oh yeah. Fucking <laughs> just sitting in front of the uh, just a tech guy and a sales hey, guy. Hey, anything happened today? There's a lady that might call back around six. <laughs> call back, <laughs> call back. Like there's an audacity hotline. Oh my god! Yeah. We got. Uh, we're joined by Rodrigo Albazures of still of South of the Six because I know not technically a website anymore. Now just a podcast. It's just a podcast. Are you I'm still associated with them. I'm still kind of associated. I'm just trying to get uh, onto the podcast here. Maybe yeah. maybe this will be my. Uh, Ooh, maybe this is the window. My audition and to get what, back in. What I would say too is maybe this is your window to get on with the North Side, for which I currently work, uh, Toronto-based sports website. So okay. this is uh, Rodrigo Alvarez's audition tape. So everyone knows. I love it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone from the North Side listens to this. To be honest with you. 
Uh, I think one of the main did, guys listened to an episode just to make sure I'm not like a it's nice freak a dream, or anything. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. Kid. I'd like for them to listen. They're all nice people. Yeah. We're also joined by fan of the podcast, Matt Fraser, is here. Uh, joining us because we're we're actually going to talk. We actually worked out great because we're talking about the Raptors. Matt just kind of showed up in my house with beards because mm. he's a good that's, guy. It's a perfect conversation. He's a good guy. I'll start with the fact that Van Vliet's playing tonight. We're good. We're maybe out of the woods here a little bit. Uh, I would say a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we're playing the Wizards. We're the the Wiz- good with the bad. We're take, we're playing the Wizards tonight, so it can't Wizards. be too much of a competition. Yeah. Um, now, now is is Gilbert Arenas healthy or is he still on the IR? <laughs> is he playing tonight? No, I think uh, for gun reasons. Or? Yeah, I think he got another incident on the plane. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Fuck. I I've never been so disappointed to find out that an athlete was just batshit nuts. Because holy man, did I ever love Gilbert Arenas back in the day? That was my guy. He was amazing. Hibachi, they used to call him. Yeah, the yeah. human Hibachi. Man, you remember those commercials with? Uh, I think there were Nike commercials, and it was like zero is impossible, and it was just like Gilbert Arenas doing a bunch of. Crazy he was the, he was the shit. face of Adidas basketball. Yeah, or was Adidas? Yeah, yeah, Adidas yeah. basketball, and then he just blew up. Yeah, like he just yeah. started getting into all this stuff. He might have been getting into it since day one. I don't oh, know. Uh, you'd have to think. That the guy just just full blown open it just you know okay. just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to think that the guy like you know guns aren't like a are aren't like a gateway crime like he must have been doing other shit before and then he just you know no one just ends up with a gun like you know what I mean like casual basketball players don't just like have you know what I mean guns guns with them and then they go and you know do their yeah. charity work and things like that like you know like he's probably into some he, stuff but now like if you look at him now and how he tweets and like how he goes onto the shows and stuff like that you can see him yeah. he's a guy who would probably you know have a gun yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Gun guy. yeah yeah I don't know it's just he just seems like a he, him and a Swaggy P they go at yeah. it they're, they're good P. Swaggy P Nick Young they're, yeah. they're boys apparently Ooh, which is kind of hilarious I, yeah. I don't. I don't have a credible source on that, but that's Twitter. A, Twitter's my credible that's source. That's a weird one too. Actually, yeah. yeah. But those two are like, yes. It's one Swaggy of those like, kind of where different. did they meet? Type things. Eh? Like, how did they ever get together? They never played together. Selfishscores dot com. So, <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna take a look if Nick Young ever played with Gilbert Arenas. I don't know uh, if he has. Google of the interview. The first Google of the interview. Might as well. Uh, oh fuck! Probably. He was on the Wizards in 2007 to 2012. Yeah, yeah. Was Arena still kicking around? To the, yeah, he must have been. Yeah, he must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2009, I would 100%, say. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, that's probably why they're boys. Just, oh, that that makes a lot more sense. That's why the guy put the gun off. Young, impressionable <laughs> Nick Young, uh, fucking. You know what I mean? Twenty-two year old comes in the locker room and you just start. Oh yeah, there it is, Gilbert Arenas, right there. With Nick Young? Yeah. So it's all fucking. It's all. It's all Gilbert Arenas' fault on Spikey Pete. Yeah. 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 I. I'm not surprised with those two guys are friends. Like those are two different characters right there, two different characters. But what are you gonna do? So what are you saying with the Raptors this year, Rob? What's 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 going on here? Because we're 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 looking we're looking fucking good, buddy. I would say like still some flaws. Mm-hmm. Well, even uh, even I can can pick that out. You know, like yeah. there's still there's still some work to be done. Yeah. But I don't know if this was necessarily what people thought when. You know what I mean? Kawhi leaves, mm-hmm. Danny leaves. Still a good team. Yeah. But this genuinely, to me, anyway, it looks like a team that is a threat. Yeah. I mean, the pieces, uh, the, the pieces are there. Like, there's been a lot of guys that have stepped up, like OG. Yeah. He stepped up into, like, a most improved player. Maybe not in the league, but at least on the Raptors roster, at least. Right. But then you have guys like Pascal, who's taking another step, which is 
you know, a huge step that he's taken. Now he's averaging over 25 points a game. So just at the beginning of the year, we were really, really good. You know, I, that exceeded expectations. Then we went, went on a losing streak, and uh, it's been it's been tough. Uh, it was tough for three games there. But, uh, yeah, and then now we're kind of back to winning, but we've only beat – I think we're perfect against sub-500 teams, and yeah. then we're like – which is good. Three and like seven versus like, yeah, above five hundred teams. So that's kind of scary because you play above five hundred teams. Maybe not in the East in the playoffs. In the playoffs, but, in the playoffs, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's anyone's game for that eighth spot. Even, even yeah. Are you? Are you really like? Are they ex- exceeding your expectations this season? Uh, no, because be I have them being number one Ooh. because I'm biased. Ooh. But um, <laughs> I think this year they have a shot at being. Two to four because the East is so tight right now. Like it's crazy. There's like a between two and six, I believe. There's a game difference, and I think that's going to separate at the end, uh, towards the end of the season. Like guys will go on losing streaks, yeah, and I think at this point, half a game right now actually. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So like I think the Raptors are in a good spot right now, but with all these injuries right now, they might be. They they have a tough Crunch part. Of the, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a tough part of the schedule right now with like. Uh, well, Wizards tonight, so that's that's a step over W. Um, they got the Dallas Mavericks. Should got, be anyway. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they got the Pacers, and they got the Celtics on Christmas Day, Christmas Day game, which is crazy. Um, and then the Celtics again. So I mean, if they can go, ideally four and one. Yeah. Not five and zero oh, because that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, three and two would be ideal. Yeah. Three and two is like the just get past get Pascal back. Yeah. And, keep a winning record. Yeah. yeah, you do not want to drop. Yeah, yeah. These f- next five games, you can't can't afford it in the East right now. They'll be at an eighth seed. Yeah, if you do that, to be honest. But yeah, we'll see. We got uh, the Raptors on Christmas Day this year. Wait, in case uh, you don't have plans, just, just <laughs> in case. In case you wanted to wake up at uh, yeah. eleven a.m. or uh, are they eight. The, are they the noon game? Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, that's early. I was going to say, Christmas. I, I, good chance I could have it on during dinner. But, uh, yeah, during the lunch, I might be a tough sell with a bunch of <laughs> fucking kids running around my dad's house. So, I don't know. We'll yeah, see, it's, it's me, tough sell. But, yeah. I mean, it's... Are you, are you, like, are you, are you going to be able to watch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're not home for Christmas, so... No, but I'll be able to watch it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm committed to it. I'm only, we're only getting not one sure. Christmas Day. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. So... Yeah. We, we win this year? Fuck, we're cut from Christmas Day either way. They're not going to have... No, they're not gonna have uh, fucking Norman Powell versus Giannis <laughs> yeah. for Christmas Day. Like no one wants to see that. No, but it's it's funny because I don't know if you guys have seen the NBA commercial for the Christmas like endorsement of the, the games. I don't think so. Every Raptors uh, highlight in that uh, little endorsement is them getting stuffed or scored on. <laughs> There's no highlights of them doing anything positive. Yes, I love it. Whatever. There's, there's only fuck it. Yeah. Like it's just yeah, but these are the sure. NBA champions last year. Yeah, There's no respect. Oh, yeah. We're gonna win by thirty points on Christmas Day. Fuck well, you. if we do, I'm, I'm gonna oh, be yeah. drunk by who they, who they by two first? o'clock. Uh, they're playing uh, Celtic. Celtic. That's a tough matchup. That man. is not an easy matchup, but I could get into that. That's a big no. game, though. At least, at least they didn't, you know, put a softball out there and we're playing the fucking Hawks or something on Christmas oh, Day. That'd be no nice. One wants, no one wants to. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to watch <laughs> yeah. it, but I don't want to watch it. I'm surprised I mean? they didn't put the Hawks on Christmas Day before us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Oh, Trey Young. Trey Young's Trae, yeah, on Trae, the Hawks, right? I was just the good. Hawks and the Blazers mixed up. 
I yeah. can never remember who's on what team, which one's the good one. I don't know why. Always mix them up. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not even in the same conference. It doesn't matter. Can't can't figure that out. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's not going to be. Well. All right. Is it basketball related? Look. I look. Look. Yeah. Well. Just, <laughs> well okay. So last year we had okay. you on. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. Okay. Mid mid November. <laughs> right. Yeah. Roughly. Mid November. Oh, okay. I know where you're yeah. going with this. Yeah. Right, this is good. And uh, we had him on in October. October oh. last season. Was it earlier? October? Yeah. Was it October? It was before the season started. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so we're talking uh, with Jimmy Butler. The Kawhi hype. Yeah. 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 Oh well, you're talking about. Um, well, we did our. Uh, what the hell was it? You're contributing a lot here, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 contribute to conversations on the fly on the wall usually. Nylander, Nylander was still out. Oh, like we yeah, yeah, yeah. Nylander, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In any case. I said so, pay the man. So pay the man. Yeah, <laughs> he did pay the man. Look at the man. Look at the man. Fantasy basketball. That's what we were talking about yeah. fantasy basketball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of which I did not do that well. No. <laughs> um, but I loved my team. Like, I was just adamant that my team was good. But, you know, I was two Bogdanoviches on the team. <laughs> I named my team Bakaitis, right? Because I had so much Euro trash on the team. Because right? it was just like, like yeah, my, my oh, guy right. Bakaitis from Semi-Pro. So, oh, I, you know, I, I I liked my team. I had LeBron. I figured I was going to do great and I did not. Well, he, yeah, he's a stat stuff. I'm trying to think who, who did stuff, I right? have that was sick, though. Vukovic? Did yeah, I have Siakam. Vukovic? Yeah, it's Siakam. You got whatever his name is there. Yeah, Vukovic, yeah. He's, he's pretty good, yeah. He was or good. Or I had Siakam, yeah. You told me to pick yeah. Siakam. I picked Siakam. Yeah. Sure. Oh, he's awesome, but, man. Yeah. I got lucky. I got Pass second pick. I got Giannis. <laughs> yeah, he got all. He auto drafted too. Is you yes. auto drafted? <laughs> I should have auto drafted. Yeah, the best part is too is like everyone's sitting on him for rounds. And everyone's like, "Fuck, man, I can't wait to take Laurie uh, Laurie Markinen." And fucking, of course, he gets auto drafted. Like the <laughs> round everyone was gonna take him in anyway. So like, praise just stashed him on the IR. But he comes back. That's he's crazy. Unreal. Yeah, he's yeah. good, man. Yeah. Markinen's good. You were, but you had a question. Yeah, you were. Well, I, I knew where you were going with that. Right. So we have you on real early. Yeah. And, and no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It's like Kawhi fever, but, you know, no one knows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a tough early. league. Tough yeah, league. it was early. They go out. They win the championship. All right? World yeah. champions. Yeah. Toronto. I was pumped. Yeah. I wasn't even a basketball fan. I, I yeah, lost yeah. that game. It was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So i got to ask you. Yeah. End of the day, is the laced up bump real? <laughs> <laughs> did, they, like, did they win because we had you on the laced up bump? I think Jackie? so. Yeah. Uh, new full time job engaged. Boom. Cody Fraser. Uh, new full time <laughs> job engaged. Boom. Uh, Jordy Armiento. It's doing doing yeah. things. Yeah, he's doing things. Uh, you know, <laughs> Vass, I think she she's doing well in school. You know, so yeah. like place that bump. It's real as far as I'm concerned. I I believe it's true. Yeah. I think it's the fact that we got onto the show. <laughs> And we talked about it. You start. You started it. You started a trend. Oh, I don't know if I you started. You asked you the question. Started that trend. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the question. I just answered it. <laughs> no, I think honestly, they got lucky at the right time, but it wasn't pure luck. Yeah, things have to go right for you. Well, the window was open. Right? Yeah, the window was open. It was there for the taking, but you got to take it. At yeah. the end of the day, it's the same thing with like the St. Louis Blues kind of yeah. right. Like that, that's what we saw in hockey this year was the Blues had a good team. And that enabled them to, to get over the hump. But, uh, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it was a down year for, for teams that would have otherwise been threats. And, yeah. and the Blues were able to take advantage of it. Because it was a year going into the year, you know, it was the Jets year. And it was, uh, you know, like the Sharks were a team yeah. that people were looking at. And the Blues had to beat two of those 
two of those teams on the way to the to the cup. Yeah. And they get to the finals. It's the Bruins here, and they manage to outlast the Bruins. So like, good to be lucky. Lucky to be good, but e- but everything has to go right for you. Exactly, it's not pure luck. Like you, there's obviously a lot of skill to it, a lot of talent, a lot of uh, hard work that goes into it. But I mean, look at uh, Durant going down yeah. versus Houston, and then him coming back and he gets injured again. He should have never played. Yeah, because that that yeah. was just a, a an injury that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you can't now play. They an won an- that game, right? <clears throat> yeah, the game he came back. They and- did. They did. So I, I, I'm not saying he should have played, but there's an argument that. Maybe they go out a game earlier if he doesn't, right? Yes, hundred yeah. percent. I think I think Raptors win Game Five. He doesn't play. Hmm. Yeah, at home, which should have been monumental because well, the streets would have flooded. Yeah. It was they're already flooded, but it would have well, been no, crazy was, at home. KD came in, yeah, and played. He did, he did not miss a shot. And played no, what? Played he was one, Maybe maybe fourteen minutes yeah. and put up like fourteen or eighteen points. Hmm. Yeah, he was hurt. he was up there, but it was just it was a crazy. It wasn't even a huge basketball move that he had. And he's just like his Achilles just popped, yeah, yeah. and it was there. I I believe that injury was there, and he misdiagnosed it. In I, my I opinion, agree too. yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, yeah. now where do you come down on the whole Raptors fans cheering the injury debate? That um, I agree with it. Uh, you're in a hostile arena. It's yeah. the NBA Finals. I I don't think the fans knew that it was an Achilles injury. I'm not a doctor out there looking at you. Sure. I can't tell it's an Achilles injury. So like, I mean. They're just thinking, hey, it's his calf again. He's already here. Like, should have never played. Yeah. I know it's... Um, it looks bad. It looks terrible. Yeah. But, man, you're in a hostile crowd. Grow up. You paid you your ticket. Walk out. You're yeah, paid... Yeah. You Like, I'm not there to cheer you to beat the Raptors in the NBA Finals. I know it's human, you know, interaction. You should be nice and stuff. No. We're in the ACC. No, I won't call it the Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's in the ACC. ACC. It's game yeah, five. You, Raptors fans, Leafs fans, we can all agree. Yeah. The whole U.S. media has been saying, oh, Durant's back. This tears turning. It's all Golden State. No. I think it's Raptors fans being normal. Yeah. Any fan well, being it's, normal. Well, it's, it's human reaction, right? Because uh, like, here's uh, a lot of people want to focus on what happened in the moment and not really think about the context of it. Is You're telling me that... <clears throat> Your team finally gets there. You're playing yeah. the greatest dynasty that we've seen in the modern era. Yeah. And you're telling me that when everyone tells you that the one guy who hasn't played the first four games, probably at the time the best player in the world, is coming in to play tonight against your team when you got a 3-1 to one lead at home to try and shut you down. And that whole day you're telling me that you're a Raptors fan not thinking, man, fuck, I hope Kevin Durant doesn't go off. Like, yeah. you're thinking about it all Oh, day. you're, you're thinking about it. Not even fuck Kevin Durant. Like, I'm sure some people are thinking that. Not yeah, everyone. Yeah. But everyone's saying, yeah, yeah. I hope he doesn't go off. He comes in. You knew he was going to go off. He goes down. Yeah. And you're telling me for about two, three seconds after hating him all day, all yeah, series, yeah. that you're not fucking happy here for, yeah. for a few seconds? Yeah. Then you realize, yeah, okay, this sucks. This, yeah. <laughs> but like, who, yeah. like, even, like, we're sitting there at the keg watching the game. Uh, proud sponsor of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> um, we're sitting there at the keg watching the game. And we start fucking cheering because it's like, Why and not then, tonight? yeah, we're, we're Jack, we're Jack and Matt, me and James. Yeah. We go to the keg after, uh, uh, after sit there laughing. Nothing's paid for like though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think their uh, checks are a little more taken care of. Yeah. Than ours, but Holy yeah, man. fuck. I wish what, what I wouldn't what I wouldn't give to have a free keg meal every like two three nights. Except for uh, uh, Cindy, the bus girl takes care of your dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, of course it was going to be the reaction. It's reaction. 
we've seen this before in sports. It's not the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Everyone wants to pile on the Raptors because not a lot of people were cheering for them, and and no. people want to pile on. And you know, it's not just because it's it's the Raptors and no one wanted them to quote unquote win. Yeah, but it's also because these people are from Toronto and fuck the Blue Jays, fuck the Maple Leafs because mm-hmm. they have annoying fans, and it's like, yeah, you know, let's pile on the Raptors while we're at it too. I think on like. Like I said, like it's, it, I think it was normal for the Raptors fans sure. in the arena to cheer like that because I cheered like that. If I'm being honest, I was at the bar watching it on a big screen and the whole crowd in the bar was going off. Yeah. It's like, Katie's out. Woo! It's, it's, now, now here, here's where I came down. And I'm yeah. not, not a huge basketball guy. Yeah, yeah. I got on the bandwagon there. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching it and I didn't even know he was hurt. Yeah, well, I, did I you see, see the, him grabbing I, his... I saw, no, I saw the turnover. Yeah. And I don't know who it was that came back down. And the surge. Was the surge surge Ibaka, okay. yeah. yeah. All, all I remember is Buddy coming back down, you know, layup, and then, you know, yeah, a, yeah. a basket. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, that's what got me fired up. I yeah. Like, maybe not knowing the game as well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, didn't know he was hurt. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, like, now I feel kind of, I felt kind of bad. Yeah. But, like, like you said, like... You're there. You're, the media is shoving it down your throats. Yeah. Um, and and, and you want to win. Your team <laughs> wants to win, right? So yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't hate those fans that were you know pumped up for the injury. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fans that were more focused on the you know the layup and the basket. Yeah. You're, like you're overall cheering. The team's winning. Yeah. You know, it, it's. I mean. You did have a few people that were genuinely happy to see him get hurt. Well, no doubt. Because you've got yeah. psychopaths oh, and any fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You know, that's the one thing about sports. Everyone can watch but, them. But, so there are some people that maybe like have anger issues and but should be watching fucking sports. But this is the thing, like I said, like the only reason I got excited because I thought it was just his calf and he should have never played. Yeah. Because I, I I don't have to be a doctor to tell you like you he wasn't healthy. Talked about this when it yeah. happened and it was like you and I were very much on the same page. That yeah. was like even going into the game, I remember talking the other huh. day. It was like there's no way he's healthy. How no. is how is he conveniently healthy? He's supposed to, to practice in the fucking finals in yeah. the elimination game. Today he's just he- happens to be healthier than he was yesterday. And the day before the day before that game, he was so, he was supposed to do uh, a shoot around and just practice lightly. Yeah. He couldn't even do that. Yeah, he was exactly. shooting off one foot. Oh yeah, how do you expect him to play an NBA can't game? Even move side to side. No, it's so terrible. so I just think like at the end of the day, the crowd reacted to what they thought was a reaggravated yeah. uh, calf injury, yeah. which oh, makes okay. sense, okay. Cool, cool. but it wasn't. Like you said, you can't tell it's an Achilles injury from. 300s or even from the 100s or even courtside you can't yeah. tell you're not a doctor unless there's you know Dr. Phil sitting on the sideline but I man. he couldn't even he's not a real doctor the moment, it's, like, <laughs> it's like everyone on that court man like everyone in that arena is dialed into because they want that as much as the players do everyone wants that moment for Toronto because that's the biggest thing that's happened at Toronto sports wise since 1993 yeah and you know uh, all respect to Toronto FC like that was the moment man yeah you know, it's not a soccer city, and, and I think and Toronto FC is mint, and I think so does the city yeah. of Toronto, but Argonauts FC, they don't ma- they don't measure up to the Raptors, Blue Jays, Leafs. It's just the way it is. No, they don't. And it was a moment where I think everyone got caught up in it, and uh, it is it is what it is. Uh, I will ask you, um, <clears throat> because we didn't have a chance to have you on in the summer, the way this, the finals kind of lined up, and, you know, it's a busy time for hockey at that yeah. point, too. Um how did, how did you feel, buddy? That's all I gotta how show you, you right there. Oh, we got a tattoo here! Look at this, baby! Oh, we gotta get that on the uh, on the official <laughs> laced up page there, just so everybody knows what we're looking at here. Oh man, uh, Rodrigo Alvarez, 
fully tatted up for the. Uh, for oh, you guys didn't know for the Raptors yeah. win. No, well, I think you, I think you <laughs> hey, tweeted about yeah, it. Yeah, I tweeted about it. Yeah, yeah. It's no, hard it's, to, uh, it's hard to keep track of all these things. It was crazy. Like the, I think the game before game six, I was like I said, I was at the bar yeah. having the greatest time of my life, and then we lost. I was like, damn. But then I was broke because I spent <laughs> all my money that night. But uh, it was, so, I think it was a Thursday night. So, so here's what happened, right? It was like, um, I worked so much in March and April and May, and then uh, all, all like all of May, all of June, I'm going out watching either the Leafs or the Raptors. Yeah. And then uh, there's like a week there where I worked a bit. And then I went on vacation for two weeks. Yeah. And I came back in the middle of July, and it was not a paid vacation, and I had no fucking money. I'm still recovering <laughs> from this. All I did was take two weeks off and go out and watch the Raptors, and I'm fucking broke. <laughs> because that's how, you know, the Raptors are winning. Yeah. Well, I'll have another beer. The yeah. Raptors win, eliminate the eliminate the Bucks. let's order another shot. I've yeah, yeah. So I was honestly more pumped to eliminate the Bucks than I think it was 76ers, because I fucking hate the Bucks. I, I hate the Bucks, man. Fuck the Bucks. Being down 2-0, that was the big. Bucks. That was big. Yeah, oh, man. That was, that was... Man, I was at the bar watching Game big. 2, and there, there's this couple from Milwaukee. Old couple. He's like, yeah. They look sweet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were talking shit Tell the entire time, man. <laughs> oh. Holy <laughs> man. I was so choked. I was like, they were down 20, down 30, or uh, 27 at one point. Yeah. And they are talking oh, shit. And, and, and then we're coming back, I'm talking shit to them, and then we didn't come back, but... Those weren't, like... <clears throat> Those weren't. Like I was never worried. Games either, man. Like, like, the, no. like those first two games, it was like, fuck, we might, we might have a problem here. Well, like, you know I mean? and I never lost faith either. But it was like those two first game we should have won. Yeah, Lowry had thirty. I don't think he scored thirty in the entire playoffs, but he did other things though. Yeah. Like he's he's probably one of the most important players on the team. Yeah, uh, in the playoffs. But I mean, we just blew it in the fourth. We could yeah. not score anything for yeah. like. I think they went on like I can't that's remember what I, the run that's what on. I mean it was just like it was one of those ones where it's like if these games are going to be close and they can't close it out you know then we're in trouble and the second game they got blown out and it's like game, game three was important whatever. it went down a double overtime man yeah, yeah. and yeah I, and if you lose that you're s- fucked somebody was it who fouled out I think it might have been Kawhi that fouled out I think you're right actually I think Kawhi fouled out or Pascal, one I, of the I two. I thought it was Pascal, but one but of those okay, two yeah. fouled out. Yeah, or it was no, no, it was Lowry. Sorry, Lowry no, fouled Lowry, out. Yeah, no, Lowry, right, fouled, he, Lowry, he had a tendency to foul out in that series, yeah. and that was going into the second overtime. I, I was like, oh, because he's so important, man. He plays defense, he, takes charges. What a monster he was on that run, man. Yeah, like, it, like Lowry game, was an game six. Monster. He came yeah. out and scored eleven straight points. Yeah, like that. Now, was, and that's that's what you need in a guy like Lowry. Is like when you had Kawhi. You know, it's not it's Lowry's team, but it's not Lowry's team. No, he like, gave like, up he gave up the keys to Kawhi. He yeah, said, like, This is your like, team now. Kawhi was driving the bus, but Lowry owned the bus kind of thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like but he just said you're you're going behind the driver's seat yeah. this is your this is your bus now. And it's the same thing, like now Pascal's driving the bus and it's it's still yeah. Kyle still but owns like, the bus, but Kyle's always been the motor. You like that one, eh? Yeah. You like who like the who owns the bus company? Yeah, like, it's like Kyle. It's like Kyle Lowry owns Greyhound. Man. You guys remember Greyhound or Iron Range? Iron Range, bus. It's like a school bus, eh? Iron Range sponsors them, eh? <laughs> Proud sponsor of uh, today's podcast. Iron Range sponsors. I remember I took a Iron Range bus this summer uh, from the Cooch Cunny. Uh, from the dinner oh to man, the, I wish I was there. Two shooters, right. yeah. We, that, we now that was a gong show. I that was, was yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jeez. a shit show, yeah. And then I made all that money back, and then I went to the Cooch County in the middle of August. Mm. I'm fucking broke again. 
still yeah. recovering from that. Time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, aren't we all? Never, never felt quite right since that ended. To be honest, I've been telling future Rod to worry about all my bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's we tough. gotta, we gotta get you up here to the Cooch County next summer. Yeah, I can, I'll guy. be there, man. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a golfer now. I gotta tell you that uh, that tournament is in jeopardy lately because. Uh, Apparently, as we get older, we're getting more ruckus or something. So that's yeah. the way it is because you only get out so often. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> yeah. Is, man. you get me out there loose. drinking yeah. beers. Half the guys have got their kid with a sitter, and the wives, the wives and the guys can fucking go uh, and have a good time. Well, it's man. hilarious, though, man. It's a good time. It was, uh, yeah. We we may or may not have our like we used to blame all the other people for getting us in trouble, and our group may or may not have been part of the problem this year. But oh, yeah, that's I, fine. I, we were definitely the problem. <laughs> We got a guy on the team. We golfed eighteen holes. He doesn't remember the fifth hole. How does that even happen? Because the problem was this year they waited so long to start. That was the problem. Was like everyone got there to tell you to be there for nine thirty, nine forty five. You got to contact. You got to start at seven, man. So they they tell you (laughs) you would think so. They tell you to come at nine. We didn't. We weren't on the course till eleven thirty, man. And they started selling beers, which I don't even think was legal. No, at like nine thirty. Yes, they're selling beers at nine thirty. So people start drinking at nine thirty because they're selling beers. They're probably drinking before that. Oh, for sure. I would have. Well, and I, I'm, well, <laughs> That's even, a fact. Even if you weren't, like, there was a guy on our team that was, like, four or five beers deep before we even hit the fucking first hole, because it's like, well... That's how I play I'm better. fired up. Like, like you know what I mean? You're gonna, I'm going to drink nothing. These, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, so by hole five, There's he was... 500 people out. I know. Let's yeah. drink. Yeah. 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 Actually, uh, and I should mention, too, I'm, I keep t- saying this guy uh, is former guest of the podcast, Kyle Hogan. Uh, got blackout drunk, so that's uh, another <laughs> former guest there experiencing the laced up bump. Not shocked. <laughs> Not shocked. Yeah, that sounds about right. Could have done the math on that one. Oh, then. Yeah. Okay. You got anything else for Rod there? You got any Raptors questions? Anything else? Or, or hockey no, even? Maybe? No, no like, Raptors questions, but I, I will just end with, uh, for myself. I'll you you I'll watch the Canucks? This. You pay attention to the Canucks at all? Well, nah, now that you're a not little open, bit, yeah. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. What, what were you going to say? That's kind of where, well, uh, where I was going was, like, I know last time we spoke to you, you were, you were living out in B.C. We talked about the Canucks last year, and, and now you're back in London, you know, from what I know. Yeah. Um, so is it? Have we shifted now? Is it more of a leaf centric? Are you hearing a lot more about the leaf? You always like the leaf. Eh? I have no choice. We got to uh, chew our uh, Leafs lunch. Oh, the Leafs are yeah, yeah, Leafs. Yeah. Oh, I guess the God. Raptors game yeah. is not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, and it's a really I want well them to win show. But Leafs lunch drives me nuts because I work. I work in a sports store, and we have yeah. fucking TSN on all the time. And I work literally three feet in front of a television. How much can you talk about? And Every day, like, you know what their intro is? Is like, I hope you're ready for two hours dedicated to the Maple Leafs. And I gotta tell you, like, even as a Leaf fan, I don't even like talking about them two hours a week. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to. Like, we do our podcast it's two hours a day. We isn't talk it? about the Leafs a little bit. It's two hours a day, man. And it's like, don't get me wrong, Andy Petrillo, amazing. Uh, Jonas Siegel's unreal. Yeah. Like Craig Button does a good job. Yeah. Um, you know, all these guys that they have on, they do a great job. But yeah. it's like. Uh, so, uh, what, what do you make of uh, Frederick Goche playing uh, three shifts in the final ten minutes last night? Well, yeah, two. Yeah. He normally only plays two, but he got a third, <laughs> and Austin Matthews got one less because of that. Does this mean that maybe the Leafs are moving away from Austin Matthews in a late-game situation? No. It, it probably means that Matthews skate lace broke. Like, who gives <laughs> yeah. a fuck? I don't care. Like, why yeah, yeah. are you talking about this? But, but it's a that's what you have to talk about it. Like, because no, it's like, it. people but, watch, but people, right? but people yeah. watch, right? But people listen. To people this. eat it up. One hundred percent. That's why there's so many articles and so many like things dedicated to the Leafs is because. Yeah. There's so many fans out there, and people want to hear their opinion somewhere. 100%. And they want it regurgitated to them. And if you eventually, if you have enough outlets, you're going to reach that fan somehow. 
Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, they're huge. There's a huge fan base behind it. People want them to win, and some people really don't. But I want them to win. I want the Leafs to win. Just so, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the- that's me too. Like when the Cubs won, I was like, "Thank God, that's could, over. Like we're done yeah. with this fucking drought." Like, could you uh, imagine? Though, like, like, lose same thing. I know, I know we were all young at the time, but could you imagine going back to like '95 when the Raps come in as a franchise? Yeah. And telling a Leaf fan back then that this fucking team's gonna win a championship before your team wins. Oh my god! Yeah, like, and they would have been like, fuck. "Yeah, okay, buddy." They're, yeah. they're playing. They're playing in the little in the middle of the Sky Dome. Yeah, with high school basketball bleachers on each side <laughs> of the fucking court. You can literally like you could look at one end of the court, and instead of seeing seats like you would an NBA arena. Yeah. You see darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Think, about Think about how fucked up that is. There could be guys out there in the stands that you can't even see that are fucking sitting there watching this no, game from it. a distance. All creepy. Fuck that. Yeah, but I honestly like. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win soon. Yeah. I think the they have a sh- real shot, but I mean, I think they need a backup goalie though. It's, it's gonna help like, <clears> to, the, the to problem, carry them in the, the regular season. The problem season, is, is that they're out of the race right now. And the only way to get yourself back into the race is to win games where Frederick Anderson's not playing. Like you, you have to be able to compete. Get myself back yep. in the race again. Nice Tom Cochran. <laughs> there we go. A proud sponsor of this week's <laughs> talking a lot. And uh, like it, it, they need to get back in the playoff race. The problem is if Frederick gets hurt going into the playoffs, you, and you don't do? have a backup goalie. Like I love Michael Hutchinson, but I am willing to admit uh, he's not great. He has nope. never been very good. So the Leafs kind of have the same thing going on with the Raptors too. Like they're three points separate, you know, second from sixth in yeah. division. Yeah, like you win tonight, you're in second. You lose, you're in sixth. Like, yeah, it's it, wild. Right? Yeah, and it's, it's wild. funny too because I would say in basketball, like seating is more important. So the standings are important. Right home now. court. Like you, 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 you don't want to be. Yeah, you want home court, and you don't want to be. You don't want to be the. The three seed playing the sixth seed in the East. Yeah, like, you just don't. Or We're fourth hockey, and fifth. In That's hockey, like, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter how no. good, how bad you are going to the playoffs. It. In basketball, your good teams are yeah. good. Your not as good teams are not as good. In You're, hockey, you do not want. Tampa Boston Bay looked like a fucking joke in the playoffs last year. They had four games straight. Yeah, they're gone, and they had one of the best seasons arguably in the in NHL history. And they're bounced by a team like Columbus, who made the playoffs on the last day of the season. It's just, you never know. I will say this bold statement right now. I think if the Leafs last year would have got past Boston, they would have been in the Stanley Cup. I, I, I would, I'd agree with you. I, I would say yeah. more so the year before, too. Yeah. But, but I, I, do think, I do think that their team gets underrated because of Boston. the way that everything's <laughs> gone. Like, the, like, legitimately, the way the NHL playoff format is, and I'm not, like, totally blaming the Leafs' woes on this, but the Leafs have to play Boston the first round two years in a row it's not an easy team to play. No, because well, it's, it's Washington at this Pittsburgh point. It's a mental game. On too. And, it's like, playing, that, it's like too. the Raptors playing the Cavaliers. Yeah, he never had a chance. Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never had a chance. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it was the same thing too. Like people before other things came out about Mike Babcock, everyone was piling on him about how he never made it out of the first round. And it's like, well, he kind of had the conference final matchup in the first round every year, though. Like, you yeah. know what I mean, you can't blame him for never winning a series because. They were one, two, three goals apart in a game seven. Uh, two of the three years yeah, that they did make the playoffs sure. against a team that went on a run. Yeah. Like, they never played a bad team, and <clears throat> it is what it is. Yeah, but well, hopefully uh, Sheldon Keith can be our Nick Nurse. So hopefully, I'm into that. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, you know what? It'll take a little bit of time. I, I was a little bit skeptical about Nick Nurse when he got hired. First little bit, I was like, I wanted to like him, but I was like, I don't know. And I like, 
I like Dwayne. Like I, I thought Kate, it was time to fire I hate Casey. Him. You hated him. Right? <laughs> oh man, like, towards the end, it was time. You to just go couldn't though. adjust, man. It was time. To, that's what it was. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Babcock. Babcock uh, had no idea how to make adjustments. No. And you bring in you this new to, age, man. like Nurse is more of a player's coach. You know what I mean? He's yeah. more like, what do you guys want to yeah, do? Play and the guitar. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how because um, because Nick Nurse can play guitar. And yeah. you got uh, Charlie Montoyo plays the bongos. Yeah. But how all we got to do is teach Sheldon Keep to play bass, and you could start an unbelievable fucking band. And one of us coaches. singing? Yeah, sure. Why not? Who not cares? me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, mean, take my, I'll, I'll take mean, myself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lace, yeah. Laced up idol. That British singer. Uh, I don't know. Oh, man. Who? The Toronto FC have a coach too. Uh, just toss him in the band. Yeah, he, Greg Manny. Greg, Greg he's probably a good singer. Yeah. British, British yeah. accent, right? Yeah, yeah, he's That's, probably yeah. good. He looks like he'd be a good singer. Yeah. Just throw them all together. Yeah. Get Greg the uh, who's the Argonauts coach? Was it? Know, it used well, to be Tressman, but I, I can't. They hired someone new now. Does anyone Ar- care? Actually, a hilarious <laughs> Toronto Argonauts general manager now. I don't know if you know this. Is former CFL legend. Pinball Clemens. No he's way. unreal. That's yeah, pretty fucked up. I love him. Pinball's the probably the coolest Andrew. nickname you can Ryan have in football. Ryan Dinwiddie is the coach of the... Ooh, he looks like a coach. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a baby. Well, I don't know. He's got those kind of soft like blue podcasters? eyes, though. No. No. Okay. No. Whatever. No. I feel like we do. You think so? What does a podcast look like? I don't know. What's a coach <laughs> look like? I yeah. He looks like a coach. <laughs> he looks like a coach. Rod, where could people find you? Right now? Just on Twitter. Just in London. Yeah, I, guess. I in did. London. Local watering hole. Where <laughs> <laughs> do you like to frequent in London? Yeah, I guess man. we should ask. Any, for any of our for your, London For listeners. your investors watching uh, pleasure. Oh, for for a bar? Yeah. McCabe's. McCabe's. McCabe's Brian? bar. Brian McCabe on that? <laughs> yeah. Did you hey, it, it could be. McCabe's. It's, it's a great bar. <laughs> Cheap beers, great food. Cheap beer, good beer. Yeah, yeah. Or Ooh. the pub on Richmond. Tuesday, do you have... Ribs and wings and fries for nine bucks. Mm. Half rack of ribs, four wings. That's sponsor of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'll talk to him. Yeah, yeah you no. should tell you should tell Brian McCabe to open up a McCabe's. Love, here love a good Irish yeah. pub. Don't get me wrong. We don't have a lot of like places to go and watch a game. Like I'm really nitpicky. It's got to be like you got to have sound on. You got to have good yeah. TVs, and the beers can't be too expensive. And to be honest with you, that's like. That's uh, hard to that's find. That's like no places in Thunder Bay. Sometimes yeah. the Da Vinci has the sound on. They got all those other things, so, you know. Yeah. I watched Game 7 of the Milwaukee and Raptors game at the Italian Hall, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> During a wedding. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I would have good. I left the wedding. It was 70, 76ers night, right? No. Kawhi shot. No, it was Milwaukee. I was with my what? dad when we were sitting there watching that. During the second last episode of Game of Thrones, and I skipped that because I wanted to watch the Raptors game. And sure enough, Kawhi made that shot. So imagine if I fucking missed that to watch the shittiest episode uh, of Game of Thrones. Oh my god! I don't like Game of Thrones. What was? What, well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Thrones. No, no, like I mean the last oh, season. Oh, you like throw? You like the Thrones? I love Thrones, but they just messed that up, man. I'm not as uh, as knowledgeable on that Tarisius Markinian and the boys there. It's be knowledge up on Daenerys in season one. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much just watched The Simpsons. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. The, I'm the Irishman over and over again. And The Sopranos. I watch five minutes of The Irishman every week, and uh, <laughs> eventually I'll finish it. Yeah, and The Sopranos. We haven't talked about uh, 
Man, uh, the Sopranos on the podcast recently. It's been a couple weeks since it, we made a reference. Oh, two weeks? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we'll work that in. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when in season one you see Vito a lot and then he goes away for three seasons and then he comes <laughs> back as a Vito? main character, right? Yeah. You find fuck out that he's, that that he's gay and it turns into a oh, major story. Don't Sorry, unfuck I, that guy. I, that's a huge uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen no, The Sopranos, I've not only does he uh, re- make an appearance, uh, he's also a homosexual. Oh, well, nothing wrong with that. No, no, definitely no. not. Well, un- unless you're asking the mob because they they have yeah, an issue yeah. with it that's the whole story <laughs> uh, and uh, find you on Twitter I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, find me in the caves find you in the caves or, 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 or on Twitter yeah. at, at Rod's yeah, Berserk so you did change it's not Uncle Rodzi anymore right? no definitely not Rest I could not uh, yeah that's... <laughs> I'm actually an uncle you, now but... you changed it after <laughs> 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 was it like after I told you how to change it. You changed it immediately. Or yeah, I yeah. had yeah. no clue. Before. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, thanks. Like, I thought I was stuck with it. <laughs> that was it. I had to bring like a whole new fucking, whole new uh, Twitter account. Yeah, no, well, you just change it. I'm glad everything worked out for you there. <sighs> yeah, Matt, where can Thank everyone you. find you? <laughs> you know where you can find me. <laughs> sport check. Sports Shoes. Shoes, in, the, in the shoe department Shoes. at your local sport <laughs> check. Uh, Rod and Matt, thank you for joining us tonight. It was hey. a pleasure, and uh, we'll be happy to have you back thanks. anytime. Thanks for having thanks me. For, thanks for, for having us. Thanks for coming to Thunder Bay, Rod. So, yeah. It was nice to see I you. I just we, came here for this. We, uh, we, <laughs> uh, the reason we haven't had a guest in a while is because we were saving up money to fly Rod in. So, uh, no, yeah, no, no. Mongols to, Grill fly me in. had to put aside our air money every week. and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sponsor, <laughs> Mongols Grill. <laughs> Boys, thank you. All right. That was uh that was a lot of fun, I gotta tell you. Our that thanks was, to Rod. Yeah. I, I not that I'm ranking interviews here or anything like that, but that was one of the more fun, that was a lot of fun. times we've yeah. had sitting down with someone. So yeah. um if Rod would start watching more hockey, he could just join this podcast as a regular. But it should be noted that Mike Warren watching T V won our pool on Twitter. Um, and we are at, at his house watching so, TV, so people aren't totally wrong. Um, yeah, no appearances from Jordi Armiento or Age of Ass this week, though. Unfortunately, no. they couldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we sh- we should maybe add, like, just quickly that uh, you know, in, in honor of Rod, uh, the Raps with a huge comeback today, mm-hmm. big yeah. comeback, biggest in franchise. Yeah, we sat down with them on Friday, and today is Sunday. We're recording. You're not going to hear it till Monday. So they played a couple times since then. They won them both. Uh, but tonight, uh, a yeah. huge uh, deficit. Tonight, they were down by 30 points against the Mavericks. I was watching the game. I'm not going to lie to you. I turned the game off before they were even down by 30. They were down by like 20. And I'm like, yeah, I've had enough of this. This is this is enough. 47 big ones in the fourth. That's wild. Good stuff. Yeah. Kyle Lowry. Go Raps. Um, top 10? Top 10. Top 10. Uh, the top 10 players in honor of the time of the season. The top 10 players born on Christmas. No. Uh, the top ten players who have played in the World Juniors in the last decade, basically. Yeah. Um, now, we're not looking at their World Junior performance. We're talking about just the ten best players in the NHL right now uh, that have played in the World Juniors. Now, you would think that it's just the ten best players in the league. Yeah. I mean, A, you you, you got to have played in the last ten years, so Sidney Crosby doesn't make it because he was in the World Juniors 15 years ago. Um, there's also some good players that just never played in the world juniors which is odd yeah but it does happen it, it does just, like like people like, take we different had, paths we had a discussion about jack hughes and we weren't sure if he was there last year but he was but he was only 17 mm-hmm. 
And, you know, you're not always going to have a 17-year-old kid make the team and, and, and be a, a factor. And then, as you'll see, as we get close to our top three, there's there's guys that go to the juniors and just don't really perform. And you Well, know, you know. and another interesting thing, too, is is my, uh, like, we're going to compare our top tens. My list doesn't include any defensemen. And the reason being is because the World Juniors is not typically a shining spot for, you know, all of these defensemen necessarily because it's really hard to tell a good defenseman when they're so young. And therefore, a lot of the men, like a, a lot of the NHL-ready defensemen when they play in the in the World Juniors don't take that extra step once they get to the NHL and vice versa. A lot of these guys that are a few steps away from being one of the best defensemen in their country uh, end up taking those steps later on and become a better player. Um, you know, a, a name that comes to mind, although he was a, a, a good player for his team, uh, is Eric Carlson. Yeah. Was not, you know, everyone talked about Victor Hedman and Carlson just blended in on that blue line the year that I was there. But, you know, he's by far the best player to come off of that team. And, you know, it, it does happen. Like, I think back to that year I was there, uh, the, the Canadian captain and, and their probably number one defenseman in that tournament that people overlook was Thomas Hickey. And, you know, Petrangelo and Ellis and Subban, they were there, not Tyler Myers, but, like, they weren't as integral going into it yeah. because they weren't as NHL-ready as Thomas Hickey was. And by the end of the tournament, Subban and Ellis were playing a lot more minutes. But, um, yeah, it's just an interesting dynamic, the way that defensemen kind of get judged. And and, and, and if anything, our top ten maybe, uh, maybe gives you something to – a reason to tune in this year, if you haven't before, because – as you're going to see, a lot of elite guys, they appear. This is like their some, for some of these guys their first, like you know, prime time, yeah. you know, showcase, show me what you got kind of moment, uh, especially for the Europeans. And uh, yeah, if yeah. anything, hopefully this gets you in the, in the mood and, and gets you fired up, and, and maybe you tune into a, a game or two more than you would have. So. I know I will. Yeah. Um, my number ten. We're just going to compare. Yeah. Uh, my number 10 best player to play in the World Junior the last 10 years, David Pasternak. Uh, David Pasternak appeared three times, which is, you don't, you don't yeah, see that's, that that's very rare. often. Uh, David Pasternak, 2014, 2015, 2016 for the Czech Republic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, this is the thing with this top 10. I'm not going to need to tell you how Why good these players great. are. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you made it this far into the podcast, there's a good chance he got a pretty good handle on hockey. David Pastor time. David Pastor. What is it? What is it? It's Pastor. Uh, Pastor. Pastor. Pa- Pasta? David Pasta is Pasta. my number 10. Pasta Neck. Yeah. Of the Boston Bruins. Uh, my number 10, also a three-peater. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov. With the okay. Russians. Yeah, yeah, 2010, yeah. 2011 gold. And uh, 2012, he was the captain. He was mm. the captain in 2012 mm. for the Russians. Um okay. As long as he can keep the blow out of his nose, um, I think he's got a, a hearty career ahead of him. So, okay. good for the Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Uh, my number nine is Mark Shifley of the Winnipeg Jets. Played for Team Canada 2013. Uh, he was fine. <laughs> so was that team. He was fine, and the team was <clears throat> worse. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. He's great now. He's fantastic. He's unbelievable. Almost bought a jersey today. Found an Aviator Jets Shifley jersey online, and no, almost pulled the trigger. It's pretty yeah. cheap. A lot of online shopping for Jimmy these yeah. days, eh? Yeah. Cool. Uh, my number nine, a fellow Russian, Vladimir Tarasenko, mm-hmm. uh, also on the 2010. 
uh, and 2011 team. Uh, you know, again, gold in 2011. He was the captain of that 2011 team. Uh, some of you may remember it as the big uh, the big collapse by Canada in the third period when the Russians came storming back and won it. And uh, I believe uh, Vladimir Tarasenko had uh, a little something to do with that with a couple goals mm. to uh, help the cause. So. Mm. Yeah. Don't, don't recall. Hmm. Uh, my number eight, Taylor Hall. Hey, same. Uh, uh, formerly of the New Jersey Devils, Edmonton Oiler, draft pick uh, now of the Arizona Coyotes. More in the where is he now category. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First one, overall pick that One year. of only two players I have on my list that is not playing for the team that drafted him, uh, which is kind of interesting. But, Yeah. Good for Taylor Hall. He scored his first goal last night with the Arizona Coyotes, and I love him. So, yeah. I love him like a sweet, sweet child. Until he goes back to Edmonton uh, this summer, and I will hate him for being stupid. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is also Taylor Hall. Tank has decided so to go to bed. We, okay. we kind of covered that one on okay. all fronts. Deck the halls. All right. Good night, Tank. Yeah. Uh, number seven for me, Jack Eichel. Ooh. Uh, for the United States, 2014-2015, two-year guy. Um, yeah, he's good. He's, he's having a coming out Hope party this year. Hope my fantasy team, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, would be, in my opinion, my heart trophy vote at this point. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'd so. Without thinking about it too hard, yeah. First yeah. guy that comes to mind anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number seven for me, fellow American, John Gibson. Mm. Uh, 2012-2013 gold medal mm, winner in 2013. God. It's my fantasy hockey yeah. goaltender there for the go. last few years. So. He, uh... Not only was is is he good now, he was also really good in this tournament, which He's we can't say good. about oh, a lot of these guys. Yeah, so. yeah, you don't see that very often with goalies that they're just always good. Yeah, like Carey Price, another one that was just like really good when he was like fucking fifteen, and he's just yeah, just now recently maybe gotten bad, hmm. maybe maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, John Gibson had uh, was really good from a young age. So. There you go. Yeah, uh, that was your number seven. My number seven. Yeah, my number six is Leon Dreisaitl. Ooh. Uh, of the Germans, 2014. Okay. Uh, my number six is Once Jack... Once you're going to go play for the Oilers, yeah? I hope not. Uh, my number six is Jack Eichel, 2014-2015. Uh, like I said, El Capitano on that uh, last uh, last year with the World cool. Juniors. Uh, big fan, big hopes, probably going to keep him in fantasy. Cool. Yeah. You you like him now? I don't know. Well, let's see. Well, let's, baby steps. Mm. He's fine. He's okay. good. Okay. Uh, my number five is Nikita Kucherov of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, played for Team Russia in 2012 and 2013. Um, yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's not bad. Yeah, you know, hmm. I don't know if he's as good as people think he is, but yeah, you know, I don't think he is. He's, but, still, you know. he's still really good. Yeah. It's just like the whole best player in hockey debate. It's like, come on. Yeah. Let's, let's see this a couple more times. And then now this year he looks like... Nikita Kucherov from a few years ago. Hmm. Really good. Yeah. Not great. Fair not, not like amazing. More like a Tarasenko than a McDavid type. Which is fine. Which is still really good. It's good. good. Yeah. You take it. Yeah. Uh, my number five is Mark Stone. Hmm. Team Canada, 2012. Okay. Uh, former Ottawa Senator. Yep. Current Vegas Golden Knight. Yeah. That's my number four. It's Mark go. Stone. There you go. So. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, my number four, uh, Leon Dreisel. Okay. Uh, like I said, Germans 2013-2014. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's going to show up in every available German-based hockey tournament from here until he retires at the age of 47. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You think he's going to play till he's 47? For the Germans. Oh. They'll bring him back. For, yeah, like yeah. a Jager. 
Oh yeah, Hashik type oh, situation. Yeah. Okay, you gotta, you gotta kinda, you, you, you kind of gotta. I mean, they will. I guess, I guess they'll have Dominic Bach and Maurice Sider. So you're gonna have like, you're gonna need to, you know, put something else out there with them. Do you think? Uh, <coughs> what do you think they got to do to get Olaf Kolzig back between the pipes for South Africa? I don't know if they're gonna be oh. competing anytime soon. Okay. So, um, that was your number four. Yeah. Okay, my number three is Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Played for Team US in 2015 and 2016. Um, Yeah, really good hockey player. He's having a great season. Good at scoring goals. People people keep saying he's having a a down year. He's he's over a point per game. He's on pace for 50-plus goals. Like, Mm -hmm. who are these people shitting on him for? I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't don't recommend it if you're listening. No. Yeah. Uh, my number three is uh, Nathan McKinnon, um, mm. who uh, had uh, a single World Junior point in his career when he showed up for the 2013 team. Also my number two. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really good hockey player. And, uh, yeah, good for him. Kind of shows that, you know, just because you don't have success at the World Junior level doesn't mean you can't be a top three NHL player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just uh, because you do have a good uh, World Junior Tournament doesn't mean you're going to be a great NHL or a C. Cody Hodgson. Ah, yes. Uh, my number two is Austin Matthews. 2015-2016, mm. a, yeah. a bronze medal he was held to. Duke Matthews is so. better than McKinnon. It's kind of neat. They're very close in my mind. Okay. But, you know, um, I don't know. I gave, cool. I gave Matthews the edge because he won a World Junior medal, and McKinnon did not. So That's... That's not a horrible argument. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. He's got and a mustache. No, number one, uh, fucking fill in the blank here already. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. You know? Well. Like, who, who? You know? Hmm. We're obviously talking about Max Domi, uh, former hell of a tournament. Yeah, uh, hell of a tournament. I actually had Anthony Duclair at my list. But Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Well. He's having a good season too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and teammate of those two, the, uh, the year they won gold, uh, Connor McDavid. Played there 2014 and for the gold medalist 2015 team. Yeah. Um, that Broke was the drought. one of my favorite years yeah. of the World Juniors. That was fun. Cody Fraser was there. Uh, jealous. Good yep. for him. Nick Patan also on that team. True. And I believe Frederick Goche. Yep. So Freddie Goche has more gold medals than Austin Matthews. Don't don't ever forget it, folks. Mm. Mm. I don't know if that's gonna hold up forever. Well, maybe actually. Uh, see last week's episode, our discussion about the Olympics, whether or not the NHL will ever go back. Yeah, don't see Austin Matthews suit up for the World Championships anytime soon. Mm. Hopefully. 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 Yeah. Okay. I guess that's our top ten. Uh, my, my honorable mentions, I guess I may as well add, because oh. I, I did cut, like, I did leave a, a bunch of guys out. Uh, I had Tarasenko, Kuznetsov, Panarin, Barkov, Jones, Seth Jones, that is, uh, Patrick Line and Elias Pettersson in no particular order. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had... Uh, I had Marner and Goudreau and yeah, Marner would probably be yeah, on mine. I just kind of got lazy towards the end. I, yeah, I know we're homers, but I'm Newlander. I'm a fan of uh, yeah. yeah, okay, that's what it is. Okay, is that was our top ten. Jordan Bennington, of course. Right. Uh, yeah, that was our top ten. That was this week's episode. Then that's it for till till after Christmas. I, I guess. guess so. Yeah, I imagine we just drop another one on like Christmas Day. Uh, that wouldn't be ideal could do the uh mystery alaska 
commentary. Movie con- is that a Disney movie? I don't think so. I couldn't find it on Disney Plus. No, I don't so. think it is. I feel like we looked it up and it's something weird. You know? Yeah, you're not wrong. They got a lot of good sports movies on Disney Plus. I, I know you got access to it here for the couple days. I do. They they got some good ones that I didn't realize were Disney. So hmm. you got time? Check it out. I might. We'll see. Or I might just keep The Simpsons on for yeah. uh, th- four straight days. Keep keep an eye out on our Twitter page. We're going to have some top uh, yeah. top ten light lists from yeah. the decade and uh, non hockey related things. And... Excited for mine. Started working on my top ten films tonight. Ooh, I narrowed it down to about twenty eight. So so okay. That's, yeah. that should take you a week. Going to be a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our thanks to Rod Albazares. Our thanks to Matt Fraser. Our thanks to Mike Wern's TV. Our thanks to Tank. And our thanks to Tank Wern. Yeah. So. Thank you for not biting us as we entered your home. Yeah, I was a little interested to see how I was going to be received today. And I was received um, as if I was returning from war and he hadn't seen me for six months. Uh, He almost tackled me out of joy. So It's probably about six months of dog time, though. So it's true. I haven't seen him him in a while. So. yeah, actually, I haven't seen him in a while right now, so I might go check on him. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can like us on Instagram, but there's really no reason for you to do that. Um, Could you put Rod's tattoo on Instagram? Uh, sure, yeah, maybe I will. You okay. can find us on Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Clomper, Portugal Radio, Pocket Casts, among many other things. Um, Pocket Cast? That is an app. the hell is that? I just figured I'd throw a different one in there this week. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Do you th- use it? I think 1% of our listens come from Pocket Cast. No, I believe John Chozik used it for a while. Sounds about right. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. Um, yeah, we should be back to normal next week. Still Monday, I think. I don't see why not. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. That's right. the holidays. Bear with us. Yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, and all the, all the other things. So... Yeah. Uh, have a crazy Kwanzaa, and we'll see you in the Chinese New Year. In the in the <laughs> in the next week, I guess. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Eric, just eat that. Leave us alone. I like you better when you're high. Cause when you're high, you never make me cry I like you better when you smoke Cause when you smoke, you laugh at all my jokes I like you better when you're stoned Cause when you're stoned, you never bitch and moan There's just so many reasons why I like you better when you're high I'm all so glad it's legalized I got that good shit in my pocket Woke up, took a trip to the market Where they jar it and zip lock it Had to stop at the gas station As I walked along my way To pick up my chick some chocolate You know Ferrero Rocher No surprise, soon as I arrive She greets me with them pretty eyes And dies. I said hi She replies, are you high? Yes, how'd you guess? Do I look a mess? She said I saw you through the people With that pre-roll Chico She know my demeanor is calmer When I smoke as much as I wanna I ain't Never got no worries, I ain't really ever got no drama I'm a perfect gentleman as I enter into her abode Ready for whatever unfold I like you better when you're high Cause when you're high you never make me cry I like you better when you smoke Cause when you smoke you laugh at all my jokes
Bitch, I'm home. There's just so many reasons why. 